Welcome to the Game Changer 00100 show. I'm your host, Game Changer. And today, just a quick public service announcement because I just got back in yesterday. For those of you who don't know, I was in the Dominican for a while. Just got back in yesterday, and before regular work work starts up, the YouTube shit starts up. So, you know, as many of you know, I've been away for a while, and um, and not just not just from the country, but from you know YouTube. I haven't really been active on YouTube that much, uh, except when I was doing some videos, um, interviewing some brothers from the DR, um, or excuse me, in the DR. Uh, yeah, it was it was it was decent, you know. It was COVID kind of you know messed things up, but I mean it was decent. It was better than home, you know. If you're gonna be in a quarantine nation, it's better to be in a different quarantine nation, I guess. But anyway, so uh, I come back and apparently, you know, people call me, you know, uh, telling me that I should look at um, a channel, certain things going on, and, you know, I'm trying to make heads or tails of it. All right. But uh, I kind of, like, tuned it out immediately. Well, not immediately, but after just hearing a little bit of it, because basically what it comes down to, and this is something that, you, you know, you either get it or you or someone has to just tell it to you, which is fine. Either way, it's fine. It doesn't really, it doesn't really reflect on anybody. Um, how they realize? I realized when I was a kid, right? And um, we used to. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, because this could be a regional disease, um, cooties is a disease with no symptoms. And um, it's not fatal, fortunately. And it is transmitted through touch. Now, it doesn't have to be skin on skin touch. Um, it could be like a person with gloves can touch a person's shirt. Um, and if the person with the gloves on has cooties, then it would then spread to the person with the shirt. Now, there's two different strands of cooties. One is uh, uncurable, at least for the day that you have it, because the cootie cycle, life cycle is only about a day or a recess. But um, so there's that form. And then there's the other form, which is curable. However, the only cure for it is to give it to someone else. So that is cooties. Now, do you know how patient zero and a population gets cooties? Well, someone accuses someone else of having cooties. And then that person says, prove you don't have cooties. Now, absent proof 
that you don't have cooties meant you had cooties. And there you go. You have cooties. That's how that works. On the playground, that's how that works. And, and, and that's when I kind of realized that this whole proving a negative is 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 not really the way to go about things. I mean, you, you know, I'm not going to say I was a, above the curve as a kid or something, but I, I will say that I, I did feel, feel something was wrong with this whole ordeal. Someone accuses you of having cooties and you can't prove you don't have it. You can't even prove that cooties is a real thing and that it exists. And who cares if you have a disease that's not fatal and has no symptoms? Like, really, what, WTF? Like, but you you were just stuck with it. In kid world, it made sense. You were just stuck with it. And I found that I find that interesting um, when it happens to adults now. This isn't on like this isn't just on recent events, but recent events did bring other stuff to question, right? Now, for example, it brings up this topic. So I don't want to even get into recent events because I just got back and I don't I don't even know. I don't, I don't even know what, what what the heck is going on. But so y'all know how I feel about flat earth. Nagagas and Zodiac chips. Why? Because it's one of those, it's one of those prove me wrong things. It's one of those where you could just state anything and then somebody just says, oh, well, prove me wrong. And if it can't be proven wrong, that is the standing logic. Like if somebody came to me, if a chick came to me and said, you're going to cheat on me, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, and maybe not the next day, but you're going to cheat on me because you're a Scorpio and you are a dark moon Scorpio with a Venus horizon under the Mercury sun or some crap like that. And then you just sit there and scratch your head like, you know, are you going to go down on me yet? And then she says something like, can you prove that you're not going to cheat on me sometime down the road because you are a Scorpio? It's like, what? You know something? You are a Zodiac chib. Therefore, I am not going to entertain this conversation unless my penis is somehow going to benefit from it. There's certain you just can't prove nothing like that. You, you you just can't prove it. And the flat earth nagagas. So some flat earth nagaga comes and says the earth is flat. Can you prove it's round? Well, there's a lot of evidence. I'm not gonna go into the physics of it. And why is everything else round when you look at it through a telescope or you just look at the sun and the moon? And why why is that uh, spherical? But we're just on some flat crap, like. You know something? I'm not going to entertain this. Well, can you prove that it's round? 
in spite of all the proof that we have, the satellites and everything you want more? No, 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 sir. What, see, so basically the logic is, is that if you cannot prove that the earth is uh, uh, spherical, then it must be flat. And I don't, I haven't really found the pattern yet. I haven't, I haven't really found a pattern amongst people who require, um, who, who fall for the whole prove me wrong narrative. Like, and just so y'all know, it basically goes as such. Somebody makes an assertion, like, game changer, you have cooties. And if you don't prove me wrong, then you have it. That's basically how the logic goes. An assertion is made, and you're challenged to be proven wrong. It, it, it doesn't, it doesn't. It only works in certain things. Like it works with Bigfoot. And look, I don't know. Don't don't come at me. I don't know. And I don't care if there is a species of, I think, primate or bear or what have you. But, you know, um, if there is such a species as Bigfoot, no, it would be primate because it doesn't have claws. So, yeah. So... I, I don't know and I don't care. Don't don't come at me with the with the crazy crap. I don't really care about it. You know. Um it may or may not exist. But if somebody said, you know, prove to me that he doesn't exist. And if you can't prove that, then he does. Exactly. Cause that's how that's believe it or not, that's exactly how um Santa Claus works. That's exactly how Santa Claus work. I mean, because because uh, very young people work on that logic, um, it can stand for quite some time um, because you cannot disprove, especially with the resources available to you as a child, um, you can't disprove the existence of, of uh, Santa Claus. You can't really disprove it, so his existence is thereby factual. You know, Loch Ness monster. Basically, anything. Anytime you're you you put yourself in that position to where to where you're trying to, you know, disprove something. That's the that's that's the worst. That's Amazon style. That's the worst position a person can be in. So that's all I have to say on that. Just, you know, like I say, I'm tired. Oh, um, I told Jerome I was going to here and put the link out there. But yeah, that's all I really wanted to say on that. I, I, didn't want, I don't want to get too deep into it because it's, you know, I, when, I see, when I see people making mistakes in their decision-making process of uh, putting themselves in that position, it's futile. So don't even, don't even bother. You know, y'all see that some 
that some things were thrown at me and, you know, people were like, we'll prove that you didn't. I'm like, no, I'm not going to entertain such a notion. Like, uh, I'm going to be honest, it's, it's disturbing how often that works on, you know, my people. I mean, I'm pretty sure it works on other people, but it, it's it's disturbing. It really is. You know, it's, but hey, that's, I mean, that's how society works, I guess. Like someone makes an assertion and you have to prove that you, that that's not true. I mean, I, I, I wish that it could actually, like, I wish I could tell you all that, you know, yeah, I had fun. Um, I spent my entire vacation, um, you know, making Rihanna get me a sandwich. Like, I could say that. And then I could just turn around and say, prove that I didn't do that. And then anything you say, you know, like, oh, this is her. She was actually in the south of France at the time. Like, yeah, but, you know, those pictures are doctored. She was actually with me, butt naked, getting me a sandwich. Like, then we just get into this whole ridiculous argument. But at the end of the day, no one can prove that I did not spend my vacation with Rihanna as she was making me sandwiches buck naked. Like you, so does that mean that she was like? Come on, is is that how is, is that how your guy's brain works? And this isn't a shot at anybody here or really anybody anywhere. But I'm just saying. Like, listen, what I'm saying is that if your if your brain does work like this, then it shouldn't, because it's not going to be to your benefit in the future. You're going to find yourself believing a lot of stuff that you should not necessarily believe. And trust me, you don't want to go there. You don't want to go there. You don't want to do that. You don't want to be a part of that. So just just let that go. All right. So Jerome said that he's not um, he's not going to address it. Well, I didn't, I didn't address it either because I, per, I personally I don't even know what it is. You know, I. But it, it sounds, well, I'm not even going to believe it. I mean, you know, with sufficient proof, I believe it. But I'm not going to place that burden to prove something like that on myself or anybody else. I wouldn't recommend. So, you know, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty much that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't either, but, you know, I'm generally speaking stoic but i am here to help people you know like as as much as i can like but no in in my personal dealings if somebody came at that i pretty much just in the conversation um if i can politely do so or you know um change try to politely change the subject but pretty much i just you know sometimes i just get rude and walk away like i'm like i'm not going to like, I, I'm, I'm not going to even discuss that. Like, I mean, you know, like, what do you do? What do you do? Somebody accused me of 
Let me see. Oh, perfect example. Homosexuality. Somebody says you are this thing and you say, no, I'm not. And they say, prove it. It's like, well, I can't prove that I never went down on a guy or had one go down on me. I, I can't prove that that didn't happen. Does that make you a homosexual? Like, you know, it's, it's stuff like that. It's stuff like that. Like, I, you just, you don't want to go back and forth with somebody like that. You, you, you really don't like, that's a, that's, it's, it, it, you know how sometimes your brain like kind of itches and hurts at the same time. It's kind of like that feeling. It's not like the feeling that you get when you have like, um, um, an extraordinarily complicated problem and you're working to solve it and you know there's that frustration because of the complexity of it you know whether you're stuck on a video game or you're putting together a puzzle or something like that you know it's not that type of frustrating you know it's it's the it's the type of frustrating that it's the type of frustration that you get when it's not even like a baby crying on an airplane frustration I'm trying to think. I don't even know what to compare it to, but it's it's just like a very unique type of frustration. I'm trying to think that, but every time I think of something to compare it to, it always comes back to that type of situation. Like, but yeah, there's there's really it's it's just like a slight annoyance slash. Okay, I want to get away is type deal, you know? And the moment you come across a situation like that, at least me, one of the first things I think is this is going to be a very long interaction. You know what it is? I did this joke, right? Um, in physics. So, um, so for for lab assignments, we we paired off into groups, right? I think there's like three or four in a group, and um, I had to get my books. So once the group was paired off, I was like, okay, let me go get the lab books. Cause I had the class books, but I was like, let me go get the lab books so we can get started, right? Ran to the bookstore, got the book, came back, and I told a joke. Cause y'all know how I do. I said, sorry, I took so long. I was in the F section. And the look on these white Mexican and Asian faces was just priceless. They actually thought, for those of you who don't know, um, physics be begins with a PH, um, not the letter F. Um, F is not originally part of the Phoenician alphabet, so that's why some of the older words like elephant and things like that um, don't have the letter F in it. 
it has a pH. So I, I was joking and physics, of course. So I was joking. I said I was in the F section and they looked at me like, oh God, this is going to be a long semester. Yeah, like iron, like various, like uh, various, I believe. So um, they looked like this is going to be a long semester. This fool was in the F section. And I told him, just joking. I was just kidding. I do know how to spell the class that I'm in. Or at least uh, I do know the first two letters of it. The first, you know, whatever. But that's the type of, the look on their face. The look on their face is what um, I felt when people attempt to employ this tactic. Uh, shout out to Zero. I appreciate you. Um, appreciate the the um, the super chat. So yeah, um, thank you. Uh, yeah, I thought it was funny. It was funny, but <laughs> funny with an F. But um, but yeah. So that's the. The, the, the frustration, the way that they were just like bracing themselves for future strangeness to come is the way that I feel when that happens, when somebody attempts to put me in a position to prove a negative. Like, you know, I, I just, I would just rather not deal with that. Like, I, I, I would, I didn't want to deal with it as a kid and I'm damn sure don't, come on now. But people, you know, and this isn't this isn't like something that people get uh, sooner or later based on intelligence. It's not. This is something that people get sooner or later based on the type of interactions that they had with people uh, throughout their lives. So perhaps you haven't found yourself um, in an interaction where you did not know this lesson. But trust me. Trust me, you'll lead a happier life, especially younger guys. You'll lead a happier life um, if you avoid situations where where somebody tries to get you to prove that you didn't do something or try to try to prove a negative of any type. So start from say, for example, right? You're seeing a chick and she just wants you to prove that you're not cheating on her. What do you do? Just curious. <laughs> Stars me there. Thank you. Oh, you tell her you're not cheating. That's all you can do. You know, you come back from the DR and be like, you know, so so how do I know you wasn't cheating? How do I know you wasn't with some of those Dominican girls? Blah 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 blah. How can you never go to Cameroon? Blah, 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 blah. Like, look, you have to prove that I did. I'm not going to prove that I didn't. That's not that's not how things work. Yeah, exactly. So you explain to the person that you you can't prove a negative. It's, it's, it's an exercise in futility. I mean, you can, but it's it's ridiculously difficult to do. And in most cases, it's impossible. So it's better to not even entertain such notions. Yeah. So 
Jessica, what's on your mind? You are a hot topic. I just got back. You are a hot topic. So uh, what's on your mind? (laughs) Nothing much, really. I think you make a really good point. Oh, no, wait, wait, wait. I think you make a really good point when you say that you can't prove a negative. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm not going to troll on that too much. But yeah, you make a good point, and that's why I haven't even entertained it because there is no point. It's just, it's actually ridiculous. It's like, what next? <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's there's no point even entertaining that conversation or trying to prove myself at all. There really is no point. So that's that's why I didn't bother. But I I've I've heard what people are trying to say. Yeah. Okay. All right. So y'all seem to be very interested in um, in the vacation. I'm gonna I'm just touch on it. Um, um, not really on the femininity portion, right? So but you're back home now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, okay. I'm I'm back in Cali. 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 Yeah. So um, what I will say, and this is something that I didn't experience um, directly with the DR girl, but um, with one from uh, another one from Africa. Um, this time from uh, Congo region. Uh, maybe I'll get her on the show. If uh, um, Blaze, Blaze, if you are available, hit me up and I will see if I can get you to translate because her primary language is French. But um, but I'll get her on the show. See, here's, here's the thing. Um, and this is off topic, but but it was refreshing the exchange that I had with her on the way there. Um, this was here in the States um, um, on the, in an airport, in Dallas airport. And the reason why was because um, there seems to be a barrier between men and women, particularly black men and women. And I think that that comes largely from black men are always trying to hit it. Always. Like the thirst is so overwhelming that a lot of women put a wall up around them and, you know, or they just get conceited and arrogant, whatever. But it's still it's still a defense mechanism um, against an onslaught of people who are trying to gang them. So um, and. So there's that. Um, I don't get that as much because you know, that's something that you, you reach a certain age and they um, women just don't expect that of you. But um, so that's not as bad. But COVID has really put that that barrier up. But um, it was amazing how it was completely down with her, you know, um, because she is a younger woman and. Um, I'm pretty sure she probably get her fair share of approaches. Um, so it was, it was kind of refreshing to have that barrier down. And I'm wondering if it's because we were in the airport and realistically, nobody is going to meet somebody on an airport, um, and smash unless you are on your way home, unless you're at your final destination and your final destination just happened to be her final destination. But that wasn't the case here. So, you know, so maybe that's it. But it seems like when you, it seems like there is, and this is my conclusion from the whole interaction with her. Um, it seems as if 
when you take the I'm when you take sex out of the equation, the genders seem to get along a lot better. That's just something I concluded from the interaction with her. So what do you got what are you guys thought on that? So if you remove the possibility of sex, men and women will get along just fine. Is that what you're saying? I think that we would get along a lot better, yeah. Uh I I can I can agree with that. Like uh a lot of the time, like uh, a lot of the um tension comes from the this the sexual tension. Like if like if you're talking to a chick and there's like no sexual attraction whatsoever, you feel like a little more at ease, more comfortable talking, expressing yourself if that shit's not there compared to like when it is there. Yeah. So have you ever found yourself in a situation where you was talking to somebody um, and, you know, that you were comfortable because you just knew it wasn't going to be, you just knew it wasn't going to happen. Even if she's attractive, you know, it's not going to happen. This, this is your friend's sister or something like that. Like, but for whatever, you know, this is your, your mom's friend's daughter, or, you know, you knew her in elementary, but for whatever reason, even though she's attractive, you just couldn't see her that way because it broke a rule or something like that. You know, yeah, like I think a lot of people like they, they do, especially like when you're younger growing up with people, mm-hmm. And like you kind of cast them in a certain light, like a like a chick you might have grew up like next door to or went to elementary school with, and like you guys were like real good friends, really close. Then there, you there might be like a like a mental barrier on your part where you're like, no, I I don't want to see I don't want to see her that way, or I'm not seeing her that way. She's she's the same person I saw before, even though like to the outside she might you know to other people she she might be attractive, but to you you see her like in a different light. Exactly. And those are more comfortable interactions. I mean, so, you know, it brought up a conversation I had later with my cousin and, you know, that is, you know, um, can men and women be, be friends? Um, you know, um, even if there's, you know, um, sexual attraction on one or both sides. And I'm like, yeah, if the circumstances permit it, I think that those are like healthier connections. It really are. They really are. Yeah, but I don't know. I think when you get older, like that's that's like kind of like the first thing that goes to mind. You're not really looking for like a a girl bestie or some shit. Like you see a chick, you're like you're putting her in one or two categories. You know, you want to smash or you don't want to smash. True. It's kind of like to this kind of make it more efficient that way. But I see like when people are growing up younger, there's kind of like a natural kind of like disconnect sometimes. True. True. So Jessica, at your age, do you can you be friends with a guy? Well, I mean, obviously, I mean because you have YouTube friends, you know. But just like um, I don't know, do you find it difficult? Because when you came to the scene, you were talking about you know um, how guys would you know stare and stuff like that, and you were creep. Do you think that you build a wall unnecessarily as a result of that? Possibly. Possibly, but you you kind of um, just based off your interaction with somebody, you you get an idea of whether somebody likes you like that or they don't. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can you can figure that out pretty easily. Um, but I get what um, Starscream is saying when he says that 
if there's no attraction there, then it kind of makes your interaction easier. You know, there's no pressure. There's no, because like you said, you might feel like um, if you have an interest in someone, then you might want to not fully be yourself or not say something. You're holding back, you know, you're not being a hundred percent you, but if there's no, in, like, if there's no interest there, then, you know, the interaction's more natural. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, do you feel that, okay, here, here, here's something that we all know, and I've said it several times on the channel, black men generally are long, known for having diminished standards, which means that even unattractive women put a barrier around themselves when a black man approaches. Slightly, yeah, yeah. I, I've I've uh, heard of it. I've heard I've heard of that. No, black men black men definitely have a reputation that right. precedes them, and and that's not a good thing because. Hello. You cut off. Yeah, he cut out just for a second. I'll kind of just take over then. Um, I think some some black men do have a reputation that precedes them. So I've seen it two ways, right? It goes either some women can be offended when black men try and talk to them because um, there's this perception that sometimes black men will go for anything and everything. Um, but then on the other hand, I've seen women market themselves solely to black guys based off of that perception that mm -hmm. they'll go for anything and everything. So you have like, um, you know, the fat girls of other races be like, oh, I only date black men mm -hmm. because they feel like they're, they're so used to this perception of, oh, black men like big women, black men like, you know, thick women. And so they market themselves specifically to black men for that reason. And um, you even see it in like the, uh, the escort world. Like you'll read escort ads and they'll specifically say, I don't do, I don't do black men or black mm -hmm. men over under a certain age. Like those, that's off the table. So even like when you're paying for services, like there's that, there's that perception that precedes black men that What's they're not that to be then? messed with. What's I guess um, it's something with like pimps sometimes mm -hmm. or yeah, like, like a lot of these girls like are working for somebody else. And like a lot of times there's like a, like a fear that, uh, <laughs> The, the black men will knock them, knock their bitch, I guess you could say. <laughs> what do you mean knock? What do you mean knock? Sleep with? Uh, Isn't that what a prostitute is for? No, no, like, like take, take her away. Like, take her. Okay, from like he'll become the new for. pimp. Like, got like when, pa when Platinum's saying he's got to get a fresh white knock, that's what he's talking about. Like, okay. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna take a girl from another, from her, her original pimp. Got you. So even. So it's, I mean, it's weird looking at it. Like, why would we refuse service that somebody's going to pay you? But even in that kind of world, like, black men have a reputation of, and they also have a reputation of, like, being cheap, too. Like, very cheap. Like, they'll start negotiating on prices and stuff. Well, that's what, that's what, that's what that is. Like, that's what pimping is when you think about it in that form. Because um, basically what you're saying is, instead of for me paying you for the service that you are providing 
Instead of for that, I would like for you to give me that service for free and pay me for the honor of giving me that service for free. I would like to apply that to anything else in life. Yeah, that's, like, that's what I said. I was like, like walk up to a lemonade stand and say, hey, you know, um, how about instead of for me buying some lemonade from you, um, I drink it and you pay me for drinking it. Like, I, I want to apply that logic to other aspects of life and see how frustrating it would be to the merchant. And I think that that's probably causing tension in that way. Yeah. Like I was saying, um, I like to see somebody use their mouthpiece to get free repairs, car repairs from the car mechanic. Yeah. I think that'd be more useful way to use your mouthpiece. You get more out of it. Said as using it for, you know, for sex, get, you know, free services from other professionals. Right. If that if mouthpiece works that way. Well, I mean, you do from t like, like, for example, you get um, you get like day old donuts or something like that. Like, you, you, you know, <laughs> well, I don't, I don't want to go into that. But I mean, I, I want to go back to the uh, to the male and female interaction and the tension that exists um, as a result of the overthirst, because the the pimping is, you know, definitely an example of that, you know, um, but we're we're unable to. I, okay, per, another example. Right, about ten years ago, I was at Walmart and um, I seen a girl there, and she had a scanner in her hand. Now, actually, actually, somebody when I told the story before, somebody told me um, something different, right? Um, and perhaps it wasn't what I thought it was. But she had a scanner in her hand and I wanted to get to a certain section. I forget which one it was. And I said, do you work here? And she said, no. And she gave me a look like, Nagaga, please. Nagaga. <laughs> like, how dare you? Like, like, she gave me like a conceited look. And I'm thinking like, and I, and I asked her, I was like, what's that look for? You got a scanner. Like, you didn't have on a blue vest. And here, um, Jessica, here, um, if you don't have Walmart there, the, the employees wear blue. Uh, you don't have on a blue vest, but you have a scanner. You're actually going around scanning barcodes of something for some reason. So something strange is going on. And, and I decided to ask, well, what was that look about? She's like, yeah, I know. I have a scanner. So apparently she was a merchandiser. So she works for, like, the company that delivers the stuff and, or she's, she's, she's taking inventory, but whatever, she doesn't work directly for that Walmart. So she gave me a look like, how dare you speak to me? You know, I'm thinking that that was just a wall, but in telling the story recently, somebody brought out that, no, she probably felt that she, that it was an insult that you assume that she works at Walmart. I'm like, okay, well, I don't know the dynamics of that, but you know, but the point yeah. is that, that look, that 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 standoffish feeling that you know that that women get you know that that the the roll of the eyes when a guy comes and he might just want directions or something like that exists and that is because you have these guys that go out and holler at fifty females just to get at one not realizing that you're putting the other forty nine you're making them roll their eyes whenever somebody comes their way. That's what I'm getting at. Any 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 comments? 
Am I still connected? Yeah, sorry, repeat that last sentence. No, just saying, um, I, I think that that's adding to the tension that already exists between between the genders. Um, and what, the if, they, if they see one woman react badly, they're gonna copy that? Um, no, not necessarily that. Um, I'm just saying that um, we, we, talking to every female that comes your way makes it difficult for women to even want to come your way. Because a lot of times women don't want to be talked to by every guy that they meet. Does that make sense? Okay, so it's like the whole, if she gets approached a lot, then she just automatically starts batting everybody off. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Exactly. And I think that we as brothers, you know, we um, we over-approach, in my opinion. But what about approach 100 women a day and you'll get at least one number? Yeah, I know. I mean, there's a downside to that, and that is you've annoyed 99 women and... <laughs> you know, these women are going to wake up tomorrow and they're going to get approached again and again and again and again. And eventually, yeah, they will be, you know, there will be become annoyed. Yeah, exactly. There will be a barrier. That's, that's just like, you know, I mean, no matter what, you're not going to get that the reaction that you want. And the reaction that you want is, Ooh, that guy is cute. I hope he comes and approach me. I mean, what's eventually going to happen is whether she's physically into him or not, she's just tired of being approached. Yeah, I think um depends how you approach, you know. It's like, okay. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> right, I don't know, like, the, the American, like, colloquialisms, but just, you know, like, the, the hood slang you kind of want to cut that out um how you take somebody not giving you your number as well because that makes people immediately not even want to talk to you because if you've had um a few reactions where people react yeah if you've had a few instances where people react badly to you not giving them your number um it makes you not want to talk to people at all you know i don't know you guys probably have it where it's like the whole um you're ugly anyway sort of thing mm -hmm. or yeah sometimes um guys can become upset or aggressive so what like like what you think you're too good for me huh that sort of thing so yeah i think um how you approach and how you handle rejection sometimes is an important one i used to do that i used to i used to um i used to talk shit Oh, oh no, you see, <laughs> you're well, one of those. <laughs> well, well, I was, but I didn't do it on regular rejections. Um, I did it on like um, hyperbolic. She was rejection. rude for no reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I did it then, but no, like I mean, because let's face it, some women actually are faithful to their boyfriends. So you know, and sometimes they're just not interested. No big way. Hey, so game changer. You think it's more just like a like a social kind of cultural thing with black men. Um, that, that's what I, I kind of experienced in my life. And like, um, there's a certain dude we all know kind of like, you know, talks to every chick in the chat room, including in Spanish. Mm -hmm. um, I was listening to um, him on a, on a live stream early today. And he basically said like, even if he's not really interested in the women, like, like really interested in getting with them, he'll spit, he'll, he'll talk to them anyway, just for the fun of it. 
just to see, you know, with their reactions. It's kind of like a game to them. So it's it's more just like a kind of like a more of a social interaction, and just not just something to like a means to an end. It's kind of just like you know, more more of just you know, I like doing it. It's not well, like I have to do it. Well, it depends. I mean, like if he if he's talking to women just for the sake of you know uh, small talk or you know conversation, then that's one thing. You know, because he's not, you know, she she probably will welcome something like that. That's just a friendly um, exchange. But, you know, if he's just, you know, trying to get her number, um, even though he doesn't have an intention to call, then that's another. Because um, what happens there is, you know, that just adds, you know, first of all, it kind of gives her a false sense of what her SMV is, um, you know, because whether he calls her or not or whether she decides to um, give her number or not, the impression was still made that, you know, she she has another one that is interested in what she has between her legs. So, I mean, in that case, it causes damage. But, you know, to just have like a friendly exchange with a with a female. No, I think that it should be more of that. Personally, I mean, I believe that we should have more of these. And that's why that's why I um, bring up the girl in the airport, you know, um, because, you know, it was a it was a friendly exchange. Yeah, you don't really have that. <clears throat> you don't really have friendly exchanges. Do you know what, though? Um, I, I have had that, like a few people just randomly make conversation. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I think you guys are a bit friendlier than us because we don't really talk to each other like that. But I've had a few people just, and, you know, they'll speak to you, but they're not trying to get your number or anything like that. They'll mm-hmm. speak to you, but it just feels a bit weird. It feels a bit weird because no one does that. You don't go out of your way to talk to someone unless you have a reason to talk to them. No one mm-hmm. just talks to, like, men and women don't interact simply just to interact. There's usually a purpose there. Exactly. And that is why I brought it up. It wasn't that it was a, yeah, it, it was just like, yeah, she, she initiated a conversation for no reason at all. And, you know, I, I thought that that was um, like, oh, I was, I was a little taken back by that. And I was like, you know, this should happen more often, but there's a reason that it doesn't. But you say that, so when guys uh, make friendly conversations, how do they break the ice? And how do they make it apparent that they're not trying to, to get in your pants? They just don't mention anything to do with getting in your pants or there's no hint of like asking for the number. It will be like, um, okay, random example. You're just waiting for the train. Oh, the train's taking a long time, isn't it? You know? Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, mm, yeah. Be like, oh, where are you off to? You come back from work, you you know, whatever. And um, you just go from there, really. Okay, so if you're in America, you're saying uh, some southern state. And Sadu comes up to you like you're like yo yo what's good shorty, uh, uh, you looking good today or some shit like that. Like he he starts out with a compliment. Would you consider that like he's trying to like aggressively come at you? Just because no, of the way not, he's talking to you, approaching. No, not aggressively. But I don't really like the whole like shorty or like things like that. But I I don't consider that to be aggressive. Oh. It depends because it's more like sometimes people are a bit too up close and personal, you know. Um, sometimes it's not what always what you say is how you do it. It can be like 
it's not just one thing that you can pin it down on. Um, sometimes people will be like all up in your face. <laughs> I don't like that either. So yeah. Because a dude will come up to you and be like, you know, what's up with you? What you doing tonight? I mean, he'll, he'll, he'll basically start asking you like personal questions like, you know, wanting to know like where you stand immediately. That's, that's kind of how it goes most of the time. It's, it's really not like like benign questions really like that. Like, you know, how's the weather or shit like that? It's kind of more that they're trying to get you somewhere to a point when dudes talk to you. Uh, yeah, most of the time. Weather is a conversation starter here. <laughs> weather is a conversation starter. Yeah. Um, maybe that's just like an English thing. I don't know. But well, yeah, like, if you have inconsistent weather, I think that, that people in places like that, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a conversation starter. But like Blaze said in the chat, we, do, we don't really small talk. You know, we don't do that. So it's it's not often that it happens, and that's why it feels a bit weird when it happens, because we don't go out of our way just to talk to random strangers. And then usually when people do, sometimes they're like a little bit weird, or sometimes it's old people. Um, and then you feel like, then I'll try and have a bit of a conversation, because I feel like they must be lonely. Uh-huh. Um, and so I'll, I'll try and speak with them a bit. But yeah, it doesn't doesn't happen much, but it's it's happened before, but not much. Most of the time, there's like intention. I think that I think the big city thing is because there's so many people. And, you know, if you have the if you have a personality to where you want to talk to, you know, people that you meet, you'll have a thousand conversations a day. So in a place like London or um, New York, like Blaze was saying. So, yeah. And I have heard that from uh, particularly from people from um, India that, you know, because um, cause brothers, we tend to like look each other in the eye and nod, but imagine living in a city with, you know, two million brothers is like, you don't want to nod all day. So, yeah, people, we just go about our business, you know, <laughs> like yeah. head straight up, look straight forward and just focus on on wherever it is that you're going. And sometimes it's everything is so fast paced that you don't have any you 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 don't even have time to pay attention to anyone like put it this way if i'm um like in the morning going to work i don't really have time to to be like i don't know casually strolling around like i'm focused on where i need to go everyone's moving quickly so you have to move quickly to keep up you know everything is really fast paced um, it's kind of crowded where I work, so you're going in and out of people to try and move around. There's no time to stop and talk. You don't have time for that. We're, we're busy. Now, on a smaller level, um, when I go to, like, the local shop near my house, then, yeah, you know, the shopkeeper tries to make a bit of conversation. How are you? What have you been up to? da 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 da, da. But, um, no, like, out there, when you're properly, like, out there, out of your tiny little community. No, we don't talk to each other. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I wish, I don't know. I wish that the brothers who, you know, could you take it down to 99 chicks a day? Can you, <laughs> can you just do it a little bit and, and don't give me, you know, having social interactions, which I think that that's what the do, which I hope that that's what the dude that you were talking to earlier was doing you know, um, it's one thing and that's actually a good thing, but, um, 
but trying to get at every girl just because you you're you know if there's an ego thing involved with it then you're making matters worse for you long term you know that's just my opinion yeah my my ex's friend does the like um approach a lot of of girls a day mm-hmm. and then you know you're going to at least come out with a number he does that mm-hmm. i don't like him <laughs> I don't like him, but um, yeah, he has that sort of mentality. But he's just like, oh, yeah. Sorry, a bit, a bit off topic, but it just reminded me of someone. Oh no, that's definitely on topic. You know, I mean, so I, I don't. I think guys like that make it a lot more difficult, you know, for themselves and other guys, you know, and really other women, because, I mean, like you said, they do develop a wall that actually will, you know. Yeah, you, you get a barrier. Yeah, so, you get a barrier and, you know, you bury out the guy that you probably should be with, you know. I keep I keep my AirPods in 24-7 when I'm out. Sometimes people don't always realize that you've got AirPods in. Mm-hmm. So, like, even if my music isn't on, I can hear them, but I just, I just act like I haven't heard them. Mm-hmm. I just carry on doing what I'm doing. But then some people will actually like come up to you and like tap you on the shoulder and be like, hey, or they'll get like right in your face and be like, hey, and then you've got to take the AirPods out, which is a bit like, oh, you know, um, and then I'll just usually I just say I've got a boyfriend. So it just keeps it short, brief. And yeah, you have some that try after you tell them that like, oh, if I was your boyfriend, I wouldn't have you out here on your own. Da, 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 da. Oh, are you happy with your boyfriend? You get some that try and be a bit cheeky, but um, yeah. My my response to that when I want to be cheeky, uh, whatever that means, when I when I want to do that, sometimes because I like to tell jokes, I immediately say, "Can he beat me up though?" And they'll start laughing, and sometimes I break the ice. But <laughs> I, generally, I take the whole "I have a boyfriend" thing as a rejection, and you know, or truth. Um, either way, it's not going to end how I want it to end. Yeah, it's it's polite rejection in a way. Yeah. You know? Or she actually has a boyfriend. Yeah. You know, but it's still a rejection either way. Yeah, I, I think it's easier for dudes to, like, create, like, kind of artificial barrier just based on the way, like, you present yourself or you, like, you look in public. Like, people automatically, like, I found this that, like, just the way I kind of like, carry myself in public, like, people kind of just keep their distance from me. Like maybe because maybe that's the way I'm looking that I I I don't seem like that friendly or that receptive to conversation, but people kind of just like just kind of leave me alone when I'm in public. So I think it's a lot easier for guys to just kind of like create a barrier for themselves, like you know, like, don't approach me unless you know you got really something to say. True. I mean, and imagine what that's like um, for women who get approached a lot more than than guys. I mean, their barrier is stronger. Well. It, even like even Jessica like had a barrier. I think like a lot of dudes, there'd be some dudes that still be like determined to like go through it because they they just want they just want the action so bad. So they'll even like if she had like a sour face, there'll be there'll be some dudes that'd be like, you know, let me try to turn her day around or or see what's wrong with her and see if I can make her smile or some shit like that. Right. But, but with, like yeah, with no, like, do you know what people tell me? I look sad. I get that a lot. I don't know why. I find it annoying. Like, why are you so sad? What's on your mind? Smile. Uh, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm not even sad. I'm just 
doing my thing. But um, yeah, yeah, people tell me yeah, I look sad. Yeah, I think it, a lot of times like it bothers people if girls look a certain way in public. Like it, it'll, it'll, it'll rub people the wrong way. If like you have a a sad look or, or like an angry look on your face, they'll like try to get you to like they'll change your change your attitude in public. With guys, you know, it's more like hands off. You know, just leave dude alone. <laughs> Let them be. Yeah, that, I don't think people that, approach that, men that much. That, I've that, never approached a guy once and made conversation ever. Why do you think that is? Because it's like, um, why? Why would I? It's, like I said, it's not. It's not something that you do anyway. You know, you don't just make conversation here. Um, so that's probably one and. Even too, what would I be making conversation with you for? You know, it's kind of obvious um, um, that they want the penis when the conversation, just depending on the conversation, is it, it's extremely forced. Um, like this white girl, um, she was like, um, um, "Oh, I can't believe it! I open my bag up like that too, because like I was at Burger King and." Um, they didn't have a tray at the one there. So you, you just had the bag and you open it up and you use that as a tray and you put the ketchup on the inside of the bag and stuff. Now that's, that's just like a logical reaction to the situation. And I'm pretty sure more people do it, but she was really excited. And she was, so it's like, okay, she wants the penis. Um, however, <laughs> no, I mean, you know, but you you know, what do you what do you do in this situation um, where people are trained to, you know, not break the ice and or just have a guard up, you know, because on the because on the opposite end, guys are used to women having a guard up They're used So they're used to, you know, um, getting past their defensive, getting past getting past their barrier. Like, what do you do when the gates are open? Yeah, this I don't know. I think that we have a weird dynamic going on. And a lot of it is because. I mean, let's face it, when a, when a young lady turns 18, she has every man from 18 to 81 trying to get into her pants. And, you know, that's Yeah, old men don't really approach. Old men don't approach. They just look, but they don't approach. Generally, I, I get approached by people who are younger than me. Not even always people my age. For the most part, they, they tend to be younger than I am. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, not like, not old guys, no. So, um, Ira asks an interesting question. Um, it says, um, who gets past the front door? Who do you let uh, get the number? Um, if I um, if I can answer on your behalf, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, Jessica. Sure. Um, from what I understand, um, and this is probably true for Jessica and women like her, is that um, Guys who are placed in a situation where they're together for long periods of time have a extreme advantage over uh, casual meet guys, meaning guys that a woman works with, goes to school with, gym, uh, similar activities. But guys that they see on a regular basis, forced or otherwise, uh, tend to have a extraordinary advantage because he's not a you know, he he's not messing with that limited time window of I see you, I want you, you know, uh, we're going to do this the easy way or we're going to do this the hard way type deal. So it seems like those guys have an advantage. Um, is that is that your answer or do you have a different one? No, no, no. I agree with you there. 
I agree with you there. I think um, being in closer proximity to somebody, you almost, one, you can almost, what's the word? Is it pre, what's the word? Pre-selection. Word, like, yeah, I think it's pre-selection. You yeah. can almost pre-select somebody from just being around them and getting to know them yeah. that way. It's, Whereas with a stranger, it's like a total cold approach. You know, yeah, you know that, nothing about them. It's that social circle versus cold approach the dating coaches talk about. <laughs> yeah, I prefer social circle as opposed to cold approach. Yeah, if, if I had to put a number on it, I would probably say like, you know, um, social circle gives you a a like hundred to one better odds than cold approaching, and that's all things equal. You look the same, your personality is the same, your swag or whatever you want to call it is the same, your income is the same. Like all things equal, that is a huge advantage. Like that's the greatest advantage you can get. She still views you differently. Yeah, I've never given my number out like that. No. There was one time I regretted not doing it. One time I regretted it. I was like, oh, why did I do that? But he was gone. Um, but yeah, I haven't given my number out. Yeah. I mean, like the, the lowest percentage places, like this public places. That's why everybody laughs when like ARC starts going about the shit about meeting chicks in grocery stores. <laughs> and getting his like, dick sucked around the back of the store. Yeah, because <laughs> normally that's like a real low percentage, like. <laughs> and like dudes have to be like really confident going up to chicks in like public places or grocery stores but if you're like in a bar or like a social setting then you got a better chance of you know getting a conversation going from a chick you just kind of met on the spot that's has to be like a real kind of social setting with lots of drinks around and that's kind of like ups your chances yeah I, I think it it depends on the person as well because I'm more like uh, okay it's like even if you've got somebody's number and then arranging the whole day like the the momentum is gone at least for me anyway um the momentum is, is gone by then and so it might my, my interest is gone if the momentum is gone my interest is gone um so yeah that doesn't like the whole approach thing doesn't really work for yeah. me because then it's like okay you know um you have to talk on the phone for a bit. I don't find that interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's why the focus is so much on like just getting the numbers up because most of them, like, you know, 95% of them are going to fall through. They're never going to get past, you know, one or two conversations. That's why they're always like, you know, get your approaches up and make sure you're swiping everybody right on everybody on Tinder because you, you just have to get those, those interactions up to, hopefully get a small percentage that can actually go further than, you know, just one con one or two conversations. Yeah, I get it. For guys, it's hard. It's hard because um, one cold approach, I think cold approaching does work. And maybe it's just, it's just not for me. Um, it works. For, I know it works for some girls. Some of my friends don't mind the cold approach. Um, so one cold approaching isn't for every girl. And then two, sometimes guys are weary off of, you know, talking to people at work or through social circles because you don't want uh, to possibly mess anything up. So I get it's hard for guys. I think you got to have a certain mentality for the cold approach stuff. I think majority of people just do it through, through friends or friends. And like I, I remember Zero saying like, uh, 
most like friend circles just pass the chicks around. So the chicks yeah, like that with happens. every dude and, <laughs> yeah, with every dude in the circle. I mean that that's kinda like more normal than dudes getting actually getting out there and, you know, hitting the pavement, <laughs> talking to girls like in public and shit. Mm. You know, is is it really hard in public? I never really look at that as the factor, like um, in a store or something like that. You know, because um, you you don't really like come across them in private if you if you're cold approaching. No, a cold approach in private could be like, okay, um, I'm with my friend. She goes to meet someone. He has a friend with him. Boom. You, that's almost like a cold approach. You don't know each other. You're essentially your strangers, mm -hmm. but um, you you approach that way. So to me, that would sort of be like a cold approach. You know, that's like one example. Mm -hmm. um, another example: you go to a party, somebody there that you don't know, they approach. That's like a cold approach, but it's it's almost a different sort of cold um, cold. And that's cold. Really cold because it's a party and, you know... Well, that's what I was going to say. Overlapping circles. I'll go for it's it. It's almost like lukewarm. Yeah. Because <laughs> you don't know each other, but you almost come pre-vetted because pre that's like a friend of a friend or, you know? So, yeah. It has to be like a built-in kind of icebreaker. I remember one time um, I was buying like a, like a shirt at Hot Topic and I started, started chatting up with the salesperson who was trying to sell me a shirt. So there's kind of like a built-in icebreaker is the reason like we're supposed to have a conversation. So it's kind of kind of like that where there has to be like a built-in reason, like kind of pretense of you guys talking, some kind of social interaction that preceded it. Not just in like you're walking one way and she's walking the other way and then you like, you know, turn around and just tap her on the shoulder or something like that. So that's kind of like more a lot more difficult. True. True. That's that. Well, I mean, no matter what, you're interrupting something that she was doing. So you're already at a deficit. You know, you're already um, at a disadvantage because you're stopping her. Like she was heading to a destination and you are delaying that, you know? Yeah. I think it depends where you're going as well. Yeah. Um, something more casual. Okay. It's not really a problem. But in the morning, if I'm going for work, I'm I'm sort of always last minute anyway. And so I I have like my journey timed out perfectly. So I, I can't have any, what's the word, like interruptions, you know? You can't calculate the interruptions like on your I, I literally, I don't have time for it. I don't have time for it. I've got mm. it down to like the minute, the last minute that I can leave my house and get there on time. <laughs> So I, I don't I don't even have time for it. You know? I, I actually think people who use public transportation got a big advantage where people just like driving their car. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Like Bart is is probably because you know, if if everybody is as, you know, clockwork as Jessica, you'll see the same person on the Bart every day. You know. You you like, do. I see the same people in the morning, like um at the train station near me. I see the same people. But then once you get like actually once you get onto the tube, then it's chock a block. Like I'm a bit short, so all I see is like chests completely surrounding me. I don't even get to see people at that point. 
Um, but in the morning at the train station, yeah, I, I see the same faces. Yeah. So that would be that would be an example of, you know, you're you're placed in someone's proximity for, you know, wow. I mean, you, there probably isn't much pre-selection going on there because you're not seeing them interact. But, you know, you see the guy every day and, you know, you could build up a dialogue. It's, that almost, builds each other. it's almost like you have a sense of familiarity, like you don't know each other, but you know each other. So they're they're like the people that for a guy you'd give a head nod to because you see them every morning, you know, same place all the time, even though you don't know each other. Right. So, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you exchange smiles, you know, that's the opener, basically. To like go proceed for a conversation. But I mean, if, like me, I, I drive I drive my car everywhere. So it's just me and my car. Mm -hmm. So there, there's <laughs> there's no like kind of person I'm seeing every I'm just seeing cars on the road. Yeah, so I think it depends where you live as well. That's why like there's so many cultural like not even cultural location differences because here you can't drive at that time in the morning like you have to get the public transport because yeah. it's going to be that much quicker yeah. and then not but at the same time we don't talk to each other like no one talks to each other um yeah. so location no, means a lot yeah saying california is a, is a car state like you need a car <laughs> Basically, get around. Maybe like where DC's at in Northern California, they got a better kind of a public transportation system. But in Southern Cali, it's just oh, you no, need a car it, to get around. Well, if we, you go out to the countryside here, you need a car. You have to have a car yeah. to get around. Both is true. You do. You you both need a car, and you know, for like traffic in the morning, you don't want to get caught on a bridge or something. Um, you know, unless you carpool, you you're probably better off on BART. Yeah. I mean, for me to get to the next city on like a bus would take like an hour at least, <laughs> and a car is like fifteen minutes. So it's like it's not even not even a question of like what's more efficient. But there are some cities, even in the U.S., where like you know public transportation is pretty decent. Like you know, if you're if you're in like a centralized area where you work and you eat and stuff in a major city, then you know you don't really need a car to get around. Like in, I remember, like in New York, you definitely don't need a car. So true. So, so it's easy to say that it's easy to conclude, at least, that um, it's a lot more difficult for people to live in large cities to get together than um, people who live in smaller ones. You know, for the reasons that you stated. Yeah. Yeah. Is that to me, Era Black? TV, you don't initiate conversation and people always think you have the sad face. What do you mean? Well, I was looking at um, Ira's comment and uh, his, his, his past comments uh, throughout the thing. And I'm thinking that um, he's under the impression that you reject a lot of guys. Um, and most women do. Um, looks aside, most women reject a lot of guys. Um, and I get that, especially from a guy's point of view, it, it seems like you know, they shouldn't have any complaints and, you know, why are you doing this? But you, you gotta, you gotta think like the way the bell curve works um, for anything is that it's highest in the center it means that most people gravitate towards average, which really means that um, from a woman, and I'm not going to say Jessica, but from a lot of women's point of view, they're getting approached by the exact same guy over and over again because most people are average. So 
even if they themselves are average, they just get this like show me something new type deal. Or if they if they give their number to one guy, then they would have to give their number to every guy because he's no different than any of the other guys because most guys are average. So, you know, they start looking for the exceptional guy and but everyone is looking for the exceptional guy. So, you know, other things come into play with that. Like there's pump and dump, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it, it's more difficult from her point of view than it seems because, you know, um, if guys had the same options that women had, we would just enjoy, um, we would just enjoy our lives a lot more, but we don't. So um, we have a different type of difficulty in dating than they do. I hope that explains some of it, Era. But that's why a lot of women like the like the dating app because they get a little more control about who they can approach or who approaches them. I think they. The app. Well, I think that they do themselves harm. A lot of women do themselves harm on dating apps because, I mean, they're they're just widening. They're just widening, widening. How do you say it? widening? Widening. 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 Thank you. They're just widening the net and they already have a very wide net. Like the net was very wide to begin with. They just made it wider. I mean, the problem is a wide net. So say you have a girl who, who is in Chickasaw County, right? And there's a hundred guys to, for her to pick from. And it won't take her long to find the best of the hundred guys. And also once she's found this guy, there there isn't gonna be a what if, you know. However, if she lives in New York City, New York City, you know, if she lives in New York City, um, there isn't a hundred guys, there's a hundred thousand guys. And she's never gonna get to the bottom. And there's always gonna be the what if factor. And then, so, you know, so that's a problem because, you know, for the reason just stated. And then if you add to the fact that she lives in New York City and she, um, and she's on Tinder, like, really? You just, like, if you couldn't find Mr. Right with 100,000 options, what makes you think you're going to find him with a million options? Well, like a lot of girls have like a Tinder account, then they find the one dude and then they'll, They'll temporarily put the account on pause, but every so often again they'll they'll start swiping again just to see what's out there. So yeah, like like you're saying, like unless they completely shut down the search and get off the the apps or the social media accounts, like there's always more options out there, especially for women. Like I know I remember um I had a friend and um like this chick he was seeing like he she let him like uh create like a like an Instagram account and a Facebook and basically he had he had her password and access to her, like her DMs and he would just always see like guys just new dudes popping up in her DMs just trying to try to take their, their their shot at her. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so it's I don't know, I think it might cause more problems than than it helps. Me, I don't even I don't even online date anymore. Um because for several reasons, but primarily 
And maybe you could tell me if this is true, uh, Starscream. The technology that's out as far as altering a woman's appearance um, with pictures is amazing. And this was years ago. This wasn't, this, this isn't recent. Like, this was years ago, and my cousin showed me this makeup thing. And that's like, so that's not even like with the filters and everything. It's, it's like, you know something? You're never going to get what you see. You're never gonna get what you see, so I just like, huh? Yeah, that especially even if you look like the the Instagram models, like those, a lot of those pictures are, like heavily filtered. So like, <laughs> you never you're never gonna get like an accurate like what she's gonna look like like right in front of your face until like you basically get her to cam up basically <laughs> like a FaceTime or some shit. Then you get like a more accurate view, but just. Looking from like the profile pictures, like you, you're never gonna, you, and you a lot of the, a lot of the filters are, like so obvious, so like you you don't really know what you're looking at until you actually like get like a like a live feed of the person. So era black TV, you you didn't ask me anything for me to answer. I don't know, maybe come up and explain yourself. Um, yeah, so explain it better, but you said to me that I reject a lot of guys and I have sad face. That's not a, to me. That's not a question. So I, I don't know what my answer is meant to be. I don't, you know, what do you want me to say? Eric, I'll put the link on for you because, um, yeah, I've, I've been looking at your your comments and um, there isn't one question there. Um, I actually was speaking for you. And and trying to gather like what you were getting at, um, with your, you know, um, with your comments, but it says, um, let's see, what does I date from my social circle mean? You, you it means it means that you date um, from people that you know socially. So whether that's like work, friendship groups, places that you frequent, um, you date amongst those people because you know them, you already know them. So you have almost like um, a certain relationship established already. So it's people that you know socially. If you go to, I don't know, maybe you've got a hobby of you like to do I don't know, <laughs> karate, <laughs> I don't know. You might meet a woman at the karate club. That's social dating. That's dating from your social circle. Yeah, so hopefully that answers the question. Let's see. Um, wow, what you got against Toronto girls? I've never been to Canada, so I don't know. <laughs> no, honestly, I, I, you know, I haven't. I was, I was laughing. I was laughing at Ice's comment. <laughs> oh, um, actually, just uh, Avatar looks more. Uh, yeah, some people like they smile for pictures, but I do have know. a smiley one there. Yeah, like on a day to day, who knows? Could be like bulldogging people on the way. You know, but I'm not gonna try to prove a negative. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, I would just like, like, let that alone. But I mean, you know, once again, this it's an avatar picture. Like, 
you date online just a little bit and and it's not that it's bad. It's 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 not that it's bad. It's just the filters and the makeup is and, and you meet them in person. It's not the okay, so I've been catfished once. I've been like actual catfished once, and that's no fun. Um, but the rest has just been like like a whopper. Like when you when you look at the menu and then you actually get the whopper or you get the burger or whatever, <laughs> it, you know, it's it's just been like that, but like a lot worse. Like the advertisement picture versus reality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where the, the lettuce is wilting a little bit, the bun's put on like <laughs> kind of over half the burger and it's not quite on there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's it's not like it's not horrible and it's still a burger and you still eat it, but it's it's like, you know, I would have been happier if you didn't show me the picture. But I get why they do that. I was talking to my friend. I get why they do that. Because if one girl does it, then all the other girls have to do it to compete. And, you know, or else she'll just look like that, you know. Like, yes, I'm real, but everybody else looks like this. And you look like, you know. So I get why they do it. I got catfished before, though, GC. Remember I told you my catfish story? Well, uh, I know. And I know you did the thing, but I didn't get to watch the whole thing. Um, I know you, you, Melody, and Sister George did a Tinder experiment. And y'all talk about it on your channel, but I didn't watch the whole thing. Is that when you told the catfish story? Um, no, I think I told it on your show about when I met the guy and he was really boring. And then I stopped speaking to him for a while. And then the guy that introduced us was like, oh, um, blah, blah, blah. Wants you to have his number again. He lost his phone. Mm -hmm. And then he gave me the number and we were talking. And then it was like a completely different guy. And then I met up with him and my friend put makeup on him. Remember? Oh, wait, 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 no, I did. But you're telling me that you met a guy and he came back in disguise? No, it was an accident the way that it happened. So it was like a um, friend of a friend. He said, oh, I've got a friend who saw your picture. He likes you. Da, 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 da. Right. And so he's like, can he have your number? So I was like, all right, cool. Um, because he's in your social circle, right? <laughs> Started speaking now, but this guy was like really boring, really hot, but really boring. Um, and I just, I tried, but I, I lost interest. I was trying, you know, I was trying to make conversation. He'd be like, "Yeah, nah, yeah," you know, one of those people. And yeah. so, in the end, I just like. I, I gave up I was like okay I'm not speaking to this guy anymore just ignored him so then a little while later now probably a couple of weeks later the friend that introduced us he said oh um Kay lost his phone he wants you to have his number again so took the number called him and I was like uh, um you know I started speaking to him again and this time he was like he was so much more interesting and we went from like, I went from forcing conversation to being able to talk to him for hours, like literally hours, we'd just be there talking. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, and then it was weird. The one thing that was like a giveaway sign is that I saw the real one um, when I was going for like a shopping center, tried to hide from him, but he saw me because I feel like I didn't look good that day. 
he saw me because he's like really tall he's like six foot four or something so he saw me over the crowd um came over said hi hugged talked but it was weird because when we talked that time it was like it was it's almost it just felt weird it didn't feel like the guy that I've been having hour-long conversations with but anyway scratch that um called him later on and I was like, oh, it was good to see you earlier on today. He's like, yeah, it was, it was good to see you too. But he was bluffing. Um, so it got to the point where we were going to meet up. And yeah, he was he was tall, stoic. He dwarfed me. Um, going to meet up. So I brought my friend with me, um, met up in central London. And the guy, okay, so like I said, the guy who originally I was talking to was like six foot four like muscly really good looking guy not to be mean right but the other guy was like my height um like really unattractive it just was like complete a completely different person and basically he was like um when the guy that introduced us went to go and give me the number again he gave me the wrong k in his phone book so i was speaking with a completely different k same name but different person and so, yeah, um, we went, he got us something to eat. My friend put makeup on him. She, she, it was bad. We were young. Um, put makeup on him. And then, yeah, we just left. But he what pretended to be... About? Because I think she just wanted to take take the mick out of him a bit. Um, <laughs> like She took pictures. She made him come to the girls' bathroom. She took pictures of her, like... Um, sitting on his head it was just it was stupid but um yeah that's what happened so it sounds like you're more compatible with the uh the ugly fat guy or the ugly unattractive guy fat, but well conversationally yeah but then <laughs> you know <laughs> come on did he have like a good job or was he just like <laughs> no we were young at that point we oh, were young okay. <laughs> Yeah, it is. So shallow. <laughs> your friend is awful. You know that, right? I know. She, I don't speak to her anymore. She's the same one that said she liked to go swimming with me because I was fat and I made her look better. That was the same girl. Remember, I told you that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the same oh, one. So this, a, so this was a long time ago, then. Yeah, this was when I was young. This was when I was like sixteen. Oh, so you're you're still a big girl then. Yeah, but it's still a big girl, but young, immature. You, you, and, you and the other dude were in, come, come sim, simpatico. Both yeah, but like looks, the same looks, looks, level. looks do, no, 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 no. Because then I wasn't, I wasn't huge. I'd, I'd lost weight, so I wasn't big, big anymore. I was, I was kind of fat, a bit chubby, but I wasn't like I. I was still, I could still do better, put it that way. Even at that stage, I still pulled like the six foot four model, right? <laughs> so yeah, but um, the the attraction has to, has to be there. It has to be there to a certain extent, and it just it wasn't there at all. So so you know, your friend was deliberately humiliating the guy, and she was she was it was a turn on to her, right? Yeah, she was she was a bitch. Okay. She was a bitch, which explains why <laughs> we weren't friends for much longer after that. So, fellas, don't be that dude. Like, you mind if I put makeup on your face? Yes. Bitch, I mind if you put makeup on my face. Like, I know what this is going. I know, I know, I know you get some type of perverse 
thrill out of emasculating me. I, I know yeah. that. We went to sit down and eat in KFC. And she made him buy like five buckets just for the just for the sake of it. But if you're a young guy, like you kind of got to be coached that way because, like your 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 sex drive is so like going forward, like on overdrive that like you you almost agree to anything. So it has to be like an older man who kind of like puts you off and like, no, like if girls ask you to do this shit, like you don't do that. You you say no. <laughs> Like you, you don't let girls put makeup on you or like dress you up and shit like that. Yeah. It's because you think they'll, they'll make them like you more. Like, but if a dude's like kind of left his own devices, like he, he'll, he could be coached into doing a lot of shit. <laughs> it's like a lot, a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I get it. I did, this is to the young dudes because he didn't hit it. And I think that they should know that. Yeah. Like he didn't have sex with Jessica or her friend. Um, and, and even if he was, you know, like on the way going in that direction, putting makeup on didn't help his cause. No, it didn't. She wanted yeah. to take him because like we were in central London where all the shops were. So she wanted um, us to take him and go and get him to buy us stuff. But I was like, no, nah, come on. Like, that's enough. Like, <laughs> we've got to go now. Yeah, so. Uh, it was mean. It was it was really mean. It was. Yeah, she's a horrible person. I would kind of assume he didn't have like a strong father figure in the home. It's <laughs> he's letting girls put makeup on him. <laughs> or one of these like, modern fathers. Yeah. You know, like the ultra leftist. I don't know, but yeah, that poor dude, you know. And she's just getting through uh, she's probably putting makeup on somebody right now, like, you know. We we took another guy, right, um, like to like the wig shop and she put wigs on him and took pictures and then posted it on social media. Like she was she was a bitch. She was a bitch. She had a habit of doing doing things just to be mean. Yeah, she was she was a chib. A chib. I simply reversed the syllables. Oh <laughs> I'm trying to clean up my show. Oh my bad. But yeah, she she was a she 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 was a chib. She was a chib, and yeah. Don't I mean? But but chicks like that. I mean, if they're really predatory like that, they got like an endless line of victims, the <laughs> dudes they can yeah. attack. So it is. It, Especially I, at I that age. She, she, I bet unless she took she took it upon herself to kind of change the way, she's still doing the same shit. Maybe on some different level to to dudes. The craziest I saw her right a couple of weeks ago and she tried to make conversation and I just ignored her. Just ignored her and kept on walking. So y'all must have had a falling out. Yeah, we had a falling out because she was like I said, she was a she was a what's it, a chib. chib. You know? Uh (laughs) Yeah. And then she I think she um she got jealous at that point because the way that people perceived me, because she was a friend from school, right? Um, so obviously she was there when I was bigger. And then she sort of started to see the way that I got treated versus her was different. And so from there, she started sort of like turning against me and she would just be mean for no reason. So, yeah, we ended up we ended up falling out. It wasn't that reason. It's a chib. Like that's that is the reason. Like every her every action just you know is rooted in that. It it 
it plagues every decision that she makes. Like whenever you can begin a sentence with her that says, why did you? The answer is because she's a chip. Like, you know, I could tell. She made him wear makeup and took pictures and then the chicken, just everything. Everything. Her imagination just goes into deep, dark places of how to just ruin people's. Well, it's like petty, mean girl, like your version yeah. of like high school stuff, you know? Yeah, it's like that movie, uh, Mean Girls with Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Yeah, I like that movie. But I mean, but these were girls, they, they just said like mean snide things to other females. They weren't like deliberately leading guys on and, you know, making them continue to monkey dance and stuff. You know, I remember like the 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 teen movies in the nineties were full of that shit. Like, like the the nerdy dude would be led on by by the hot chick, and she, she like because like the hot chick had like a or, like a like real popular boyfriend in the school, and like they'll like conspire together to like humiliate some other unsuspecting dude and shit like that. So like, like a lot yeah. of team, yeah, a lot of teen movies in the nineties were like that. So the ones I, I remember um, is um, um, Can't Hardly Wait. She's yeah, yeah, I remember that one. And uh, what's the one with Nick Cannon? Love Don't Cost a Thing. Um, was there another one? Oh, that, I think that was the reverse. Um, with, I forgot her name, Lainey something. The chick with like the round face and the glasses. Yeah. And like yeah. the... She's all that. Yeah, she's all that. Yeah, yeah. Like where the, the dudes picked her out to to take advantage of her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, is it she's all that or no? Is it she's all that? And it's, yeah, it's that the brunette girl with the glasses, and then they give her like the makeover. Yeah, yeah, that was she's yeah, all yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Like like the dudes, like they made a dare, like you're gonna take out the ugliest chick to the prom, <laughs> and like they picked her. <laughs> Yeah, now, girls at that age can be brutal. Well, these were the guys in that in that movie. Yeah, but, guys. But fellas, fellas, the cold hard reality is that in a white high school, that was the ugly girl. I want you to think back to your high school and think about who the ugly girl was. <laughs> That was as ugly as they came in the white high schools. Yeah, that's true. That should really give you some perspective. That a that a girl who wasn't fat, whose eyes wasn't crossed, who had all of her teeth, who didn't have any stab wounds or keloid, who had her natural hair was the ugliest girl at that school. And then think about the ugliest girl at your school. Yeah, I, I think I remember a chick in my high school, like her name was like Tweety or something. She was like a big burly, like dyke looking chick. Like she was actually fighting, she was actually fighting other chicks and shit like that. Then he had like another fat girl like they and the black girls in my school, they 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 get in fights, like straight up brawls. They like they jump, like one time, like these two chicks like jumped a dude, <laughs> beat his ass, like in the 
in the um, in the the lunch square. So yeah, man, like the, the black girls being down in high school, they're fat, <laughs> definitely fat. Wow, they jumped the dude. Yeah, jumped the dude, beat his ass, <laughs> and uh, people. Oh, just they watched. beat him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Damn. You thought jump man a threesome, didn't you, Jessica? No, I know what jumped means, but I was surprised that two of them still managed to beat a guy up. Yeah, no, that's that's still a feat, uh, even for two big girls. Like, I mean, that's you know, he, I mean, was he particularly handicapped? He, he, no, he wasn't a big dude. He was, he was like, he's like, he's smaller than they were. And no, like I think one girl was big, and other girl just knew how to how to, how to scrap. <laughs> Do you know what? I know it sounds bad, but you, you give them both like one good punch. Usually they back off. Back up. Yeah, man. I guess. I guess he he didn't want to fight him, or he was scared to kind of just because they kind of they kind of jumped his ass. So, I guess he either he didn't want to fight or. He just got overpowered. Yeah, I think yeah, sometimes man. they try and hold back because, like, yeah. that's a female. Yeah, maybe, maybe on that that type of shit, but like, but nah, like, <laughs> like the black girls of my uh, my high school, they a lot of them would, would fight <laughs> like dudes. Okay, I went away for a second, but can y'all hear me? Yeah. Okay. But um, I think that he would rather just take the whipping from them than to beat both of them up and deal with the 100 Nagaga army. Yeah, that's true. That's because um, I'm sure they had cousins that would have retaliated. <laughs> yeah, cousins, brothers, simps that want to hit it, you know, like, like all kind of stuff. Like they just didn't want to deal with the 100 Nagaga or he just didn't want to deal with the 100 Nagaga army. So he said, you know, something. Yeah. Uh, I'll just take it now. And I think that's why they're kind of so bold because they know they got backup. So <laughs> anything goes down that goes left, they'll just come back the next day and they'll they'll settle scores that way. So like a lot of times, it's like the chicks, I know, like usually it's like the, like the dudes with the older brothers who are kind of like that where they're kind of bold. But here's like the chicks, they, they, they were not afraid of at all because they knew what they had backup. Anything went left. Yeah, so it's kind of like bullying by proxy. And I don't know, I'm reading too much into the situation. Yeah, we're just spitballing, but like I'm saying that, like that shit goes down to like when we got kind of black high school. (laughs) Right. Oh, damn. So that even scared me. Yeah. So we got a ring at the same time. That's strange. No, that's my that's my alarm to wake up. I'm already up. No, that's why. No, that's why because it turned eleven. Like that was a that was just a hourly reminder on mine. So I was like, why well, is the same thing? But um, um, somebody was asking me before were um were Dominican girls like more um, feminine? Um, and yeah, I mean, you you could say that. Um, but I think that we probably have a tendency of seeing the worst. Um, in our um, in our own, but per capita they were more attractive uh, physically, 
Um, and attractive women do have a tendency to be more feminine than non-attractive women. Um, this trip, they were less feminine than they were on previous trips. Um, and I think that that may largely have to do with uh, COVID. I think that it impacted their lives and, you know, it was a very hard year. And, you know, when you've had a hard year, um, you probably are not going to be as nice as you typically are. You know, you're going to have a bit of a, a bit more of a chip on your shoulder, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, maybe that's it. Uh, wasn't as hot as normal, but that's that's just all around. People are people uh, lifestyles changed, and you know people are working out less um, and and eating are less selective of what they eat because the food options just isn't the same. So, um, were they more feminine than American women? In my opinion, yes. Still, were they? Um, Less feminine than previous trips? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, it's... um Yeah, I think because you're in close... Well, you grow up with your own community, isn't it? So you're always going to see more bad in them mm -hmm. than you will for somewhere if you just go on holiday or or whatever, you know, someone that you're just around. Um, you don't see as much bad, per se, come from them. Because I, I always say, like, um, when people compare white girls and black girls and, like, oh, white girls don't do all of this. Um, like, when it comes to looks, right, like makeup and stuff, mm -hmm. I'm like, white girls do exactly the same thing. But you've sort of grown up seeing, I don't know, um, um, like, you've grown up seeing your mum put a weave in your sister's hair. Well, you've grown up around them, so you know all their beauty processes but you haven't grown up around white people. So you don't see what they're doing in their bedrooms every day. You don't see like the fake tan or the hair extensions or anything like that. You, you don't see all of that stuff, but it's like the same for every woman, to be honest. They all have their things that they do. But just because you're not actively seeing it like you would in your own community, um, you, you think it's not happening as much in other communities. Uh, no, no. Um, black American women are uniquely bad. And I get that we will see um, other women as better than they are. But even per capita, even at their worst, they're better than than the um, um, black American women there. Listen, there's certain there's certain things. Um, and, you know, I talk about those things on my show and, you know, I still just scratch the surface. Um, there's certain things that have been um, injected into our culture that made the women very difficult to get along with. Um, that combined with things that already existed just made it like a, a, a storm, just a fecal matter, you know, a explosion of bad behavior and poor looks and even in some cases poor hygiene you know it's it is it it, mm -hmm. it really is um and it's unfortunate but hopefully i mean well i shouldn't say hopefully uh, fortunately it is reversible and <laughs> 
I said nice try. No, I, my point um, still stands. Maybe when we're talking about like behavior wise in America, mm. um, yeah, then he may have a point. But when I was, uh, this point I was making, yeah, that's true. Um, it, it, they, they are doing the same stuff, if not more, if not more in the white community when it comes to faking um, things like aesthetically and looks. And JT Hellstrom, not only when they film movies, like when you're coming to, um, my age range, a lot of them have hair extensions to make their hair thicker because their hair tends to be more thin. Um, but the difference is because you've grown up around it, you look at a black girl and you presume that's a weave. You look at a white girl and you presume that it's real. So you're not seeing it as much when you're not visually acknowledging that it's there until you actually get up there and you run your fingers right through their scalp, you know? So, yeah. Oh, I think those uh those are kind of like surface level comparisons. I think what Genshin is getting at is like the deeper kind of cultural problems. Behavioral, like when, yeah, I get what you're saying. They, when they made those comparisons to the um to the hyena clans, like the black culture is really like the women kind of run shit. So <laughs> that creates a whole shit of like whole different level of kind of problems compared to you know like other cultures and their women. Like when when the women are kind of running the culture and the men are following the women that kind of creates kind of a, a dynamic that's kind of hard to replicate other places. Yeah, and it's uniquely bad for uh, men who are generally of the opposite way. Uh, patriarchal men, is very, it's very difficult to get along with a matriarchal woman. It's, um, in fact, it's a, it's a conflict of interest. So, you know, that's definitely something that it, it's, it, that, that cultural phenomenon is why the grass is actually greener. You know, it's not perception, at least in that aspect. You know, some of the aesthetic thing, yeah, maybe, but you know, the fat thing is unavoidable. Or, you know, um, you know, you can't just um overlook that. But um yeah, I would have to say it, it would require an extreme cultural change. Um fortunately I do see it happening. Um perhaps not as soon as um, you know, um, black men now would like, but fortunately it is happening. Um, Jessica says, um, I agree. Proximity creates familiarity, which sometimes lead to disdain. Uh, this is true across cultures. Um, most cultures date their own. Uh, familiarity is not a good, is not necessarily a bad thing. It's only a bad thing when there's something bad in the culture that's keeping both parties apart. So, I mean, you know, really every culture of man is um, familiar with every culture of women since, you know, the beginning of their culture. And, you know, that was just fine. In fact, um, you know, we were familiar with each other. Um, we as um, Western black people um, were familiar with each other for quite some time. And it was a good thing. You know, we were familiar with the girl who, who was alongside us dancing down the soul train aisle. Like there was a good familiarity. It, you know, we didn't want to deal with anything else because we had this good familiarity going. Um, but now it's a bad one. Now it's not a good one. And, you know, that's where, that's where we're at right now. And, uh, just the same way that the culture shift to this, it can shift back. And that's what my channel is dedicated to. And real talk, I mean, once it does, um, 
and this is to the black women that are listening, you'll find yourself at a very distinct and unique physical advantage over every other group of women that they can't um, replicate without surgery. So, you know, you have the potential to win. It's just that you're you're not playing the game properly. But that's my that's my opinion on that. Yeah, I so I think that's that's what I was um pointing out is that there are no there's no innocent group of women because sometimes when I hear people speak I can tell that like they're not necessarily dealing with experience of actually dealing with these women firsthand. Like you can tell the difference between a guy who's um actually dated out like really dated out um between a guy who just wants to date out and never has or a guy that's dated like one woman from a different race. You can tell that because the guys who have dated out tend to realize that um, women in general have certain characteristics rather than it always being a race thing. Whereas people who haven't dated out tend to think, um, you know, if you go outside, everything's going to be perfect. And you have to realize that women in general are going to come with <laughs> maybe some attributes that you're, you're not quite fond of. Yeah, yeah. The the particular attributes I'm talking about is unique to a culture. But yeah, the um, and this is the matriarchal thinking. But it's something that was injected into the culture. It's not something that's a natural thing. Yeah, I can't I speak get... on like Black American culture specifically because I'm not, you know, I'm not I'm not in it. I haven't experienced it. <laughs> Maybe a little bit through YouTube, <laughs> but um, in general, like no, just go from what I see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much it differs um, to to black British culture as far as the women goes, but um, but there is a reluctance of humility that's um, unique and it's uh, due to a lot of factors. Um, but we, we get into that on another show. Um, so kiss me, Katie. Um, I think you were trolling me somewhere else, if I'm not mistaken. But I says, why do you all think white girls stink? Um, they don't even wash FR. For real. For real. Um, <laughs> all the dry shampoo and dry body wash they do to avoid showering. So are you talking about white girls here? And then, because you say, why y'all think white girls stink? So are you saying that a person is wrong for thinking that? And I think it's why do you why do you, why 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 do you all um, think white girls don't stink? I think that's um, what she was trying to say. Okay, I'm pretty sure uh, Kiss Me Katie is a swirly. I don't I think, think they I don't think they they stink um, <laughs> on average more than anyone else. <laughs> there is one race of women that I think smell more than others, but I'll keep that inside. Some I mean, people would be able to guess it. Yeah, well, I haven't, like, yeah, I, I don't really notice. I mean, it, I know it, it is different. I don't, I wouldn't say it stinks, like, but people just have different pheromones and stuff. Mm. And maybe, you know, we're not as receptive to it, but. I'll, I'll be real. It's, it's the, like, the Indians, Indian women. Um, well, a lot of, yeah. like, a lot of body odor. Um, and just like they don't generally um, 
yeah, like they're not as clean. I'll just I'll just say that. Bits a bit smelly more than the average. Just from experience, because we have a lot over here. So yeah, that's something I noticed. Yeah, stoic one. <laughs> yeah, it's twizzy. <laughs> it's like they don't use deodorant or something, you know? There's one really smelly one at work. Oh, thank goodness I've been working from home because I don't miss her smell. But yeah, really smelly. Sorry, a bit, I kind of went off, but. <laughs> oh, no worries, no worries. Um, I know, because I think you mentioned that in a private conversation that that's something that bothered you. Um, and I was saying that that's not as much of a problem here. I think that, I think that there's a push to assimilation here um, more so than there, so. But yeah, that is that is as a, as a as a base that is part of um, the culture, uh, not just not just that region. Um, um, a lot of um, Eastern Europeans they feel that deodorant is a luxury, like perfume, is some, and not something that you wear on a daily basis. So it only costs one pound. You know, you can get it for like a pound, a pound fifty here. Well, a pound is you know, is, is different. I mean, so, uh, you know, a pound is, you say that when you, in a situation where pounds are of abundance, but there are people who make, um, there are people in the world who make um, a pound and some change a day. I, I work with one of them. She makes good money. No, so I spend that one pound fifty. You develop a culture around it. You, d you develop a culture around it. Let's be Habits. Yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. So, um, you know, you grow up and, you know, your parents didn't have a, a pound because they work in a pound a day. And, you know, to, to buy that for you, you don't, you, it's just hasn't been placed into your routine. I, I get that. So um, you were saying, so Goldie was saying um, most black women's negative reputation was born in the 80s uh, 90s. Rapid justification. No, no. Non-black men see black women um, as black men do. Um, I, I'm thinking that both see you as you are, um, and they don't need us to do that. I mean, for you, okay, hold on. It says, um, if y'all saw us in a better light, they would too. I don't care. Like, you have to be in a better light. And why do you think we should be spotlight operators for you to different races of men? You know, it's 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 very weird. Are are you asking black men to advertise you to other groups of men? Why? What do we as black men have to gain from doing that? You still there, GC? GC? Okay, I think he cut off. So Ami says it's actually against some Indian religions to wear um, deodorant. I don't know. What, what religion forbids that? Or perfumes of any kind? Let me check. Because I know mainly they're like um, either into Hinduism or Buddhism. So let me check. Wait, oh, okay. So yeah, you you don't Oh, have you're to. back. Yeah, I'm back. Um, so I don't know where, but um, but I was talking to go. Yeah, this is you're, not. You were borging just now. Okay, is this better? 
Yeah, you're good. Okay. Yeah, Zona's like, she's like, save black women so we can date other races. It's like, why would we do that? For one. For two, we're not the ones harming your image. It's it's Lizzo, it's Lonnie Love, it's and so many countless other B dubs that you're not checking. You know, when they do that, when they harm your image. You know, so yeah, you're you're placing the blame in the wrong area. You know, nobody heard um, Ice Cube in 1984, and and they're thinking bad about um, the B dubs now. That's not no. It's the it's y'all that's hurting yourselves. You know, I mean, every time there's a woman that uses the Walmart rascal, and she's black, that hurts your image more than any 80s song did. And if anything, the, that's the that's what helped your image more than anything. Okay, 14% of Indians are Muslim because it's the Muslim religion. Could be like maybe 14% of them smell. Might sound about right. Makes sense though because I never I never actually knew that before. But then well, somewhere else it was saying that um, they can wear deodorant, but hey, who knows? But if it's against their religion, then that might make sense as to why they smell more than the average person. Also, um, you should know that Pakistan was once uh, part of India, but that's the Muslim section that broke off. So, Yeah, uh, I know, but I'm talking about like Indians because it tends to be like actual Indians. You know, you can tell the difference between Indians and Pakistanis generally. I, I can anyway. Oh, I can't. That's, that's what I'm saying. So you may come across a higher concept, but if you could tell the difference, then that's, that's one thing. Yeah, they have a different look. Okay. I didn't know. Let's see. I think it comes from being around them because we have a lot of them here. So especially growing up in London, you know, I can tell the difference. But yeah, I, I never knew that. It's interesting. Yeah. Maybe because they might have some sort of alcohol in um, the deodorant. I know perfume obviously has alcohol in it. So alcohol is haram. So yeah, makes sense. But I didn't know that. Yeah, well, you know, the Sepoy um, rebellion started because of a misunderstanding. Apparently, um, the wax that they used on the portion that you bite um, to open up the, the bullets for their muskets was pork fat. And they rebelled against England because of that. So understand people's culture or else you could have a uprising on your hand. Citizen, what's going on with you, brother? Hey, what's going on, Game Changer? What's up, Jessica? Hey. Man, uh, yeah, man. It, I, I kind of came in. I was I was working on some stuff, and I heard you talking about Indians and, and you know, white no, women. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> nah, you good. Peace, but let's not make it a permanent subject. Oh, you good. Uh yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, black YouTube been on some, you know, like you said about never trying to prove a negative, man. That that's a that's a good, you know, life lesson. Cause I mean, you'll never you you can't prove anything to a hater, you know. It is always gonna be not good enough. Right. I realize that. 
Right. You know, you could you could pull up in a Lamborghini and be like, oh shit, nigga. The two two twenty twenty just came out. That's all you it, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so Jessica never came up. Keep you know, keep this bullshit going for these dumbasses. They ain't gonna have nothing else to do. You know I'm not I mean? even coming up, but I'm just gonna stop trying to like justify or explain myself. There's really there's no point in it. Uh, like right. I realize that now, like what you said, you can't explain anything to um to these people. And so there's I'm wasting my energy. So there's no point. I'm not even gonna address address them or talk to them. Yeah, man. It, I, I learned that shit, man. I mean, you could yeah, man. It's 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 a losing game because you you playing with losers who you know mm-hmm. have I, I can't believe you can have a whole six hour live stream about some boy and, and is that live stream still going on? I don't know. <laughs> like or that's <laughs> like what the fuck, man. I want bad game changer. I just read it. I'm like really, really even, um, like Lou at this point. Even even I'm I'm here laughing and shocked by what people are saying because it's just so ridiculous, you know, like so so ridiculous that all you can do is just laugh along. So, <laughs> I, it's not the first time. I don't expect it to be the last time. Um, so yeah, good luck to them. Carry on. Have fun with it. That's 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 it. Yeah, but like like Jerome said in the chat, like these are uh, these are grown. Negroes, you know what I'm saying? Like this is crazy. Like, is, what what is the equivalent to this? Is that in any other community but ours? Is, is Black YouTube the only ones that does that? Like they just have seven hour live streams about if somebody's a real person. I don't even know. Um, I don't even know. I'll put it this way: I've seen a different side to people since being in this space. I've seen a different side to people. Some that I don't see in the real world. <laughs> yeah, this, this space is it's very unique. I mean, it has its good and it has its bad, but like this is very unique. I can't, I can't yeah, I, I kind of stumbled across this too. And I'm just like, 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 Gage, remember I told you I kind of came around with the stove nonsense yeah. or whatever? And I was like, wait, what is going on here? Oh, Drone said the white sector do the same. Yeah, yeah. So everybody does it. Okay, cool. You know, it's 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 very interesting because it seems like this is a very small portion of you. Well, it is a very small portion of YouTube in general, but um, the influence that it has seems to be larger than you know the people that actually frequent the channels. That I agree with you, bro. Because you got to imagine the amount of minutes being put in, in into this sector too, mm-hmm. and money and this small little sector. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, people having like four hour, five hour live streams about different topics. I mean, it's, yeah, you're right. It has, it has, you know, big ramifications outside too, because you start to hear people with the same kind of talking points. Exactly. You, you like uh, Sister George was saying that um, you can see that this sector is having an influence on, on, you know, the standard, you know, people who don't frequent it. You know, like they may not know the game changer name, but you know they they they've been influenced by something that was said here, and I just hope that it's a positive influence. And you know, it's it's not a game of Chinese radio where the message get get twisted into something else. You know, because I'm not saying you know leave the country and you know buy women's stoves and you know <laughs> like. 
that's not the message. I mean, I don't want that to be the case, but I do want just black women to understand that submission is the key. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, you know, I tell you, I lived in Mexico, and I, I just I can never go back to American negresses. You know, it's, it's just it's just never gonna happen. <clears throat> you know, my um my uncle found love there too. I never met Mexico. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. I mean, it's you know, it's it's just a different culture. You know, our culture is so. Like, like you were saying earlier, I was kind of going in and out because I was working on some stuff, but uh, when you were saying, like, it's a barrier, you were saying right. that earlier, mm-hmm. it, it, it really is. And it's like a, like, when I when I met, I was, uh, I had a flight and I ran to this this black female and she was so rude. And I, and I was just like, yo, like, like whoa, where did that even come from? You know what I'm saying? It was just like unnecessary. Like, it was unnecessarily rude. And it was just like, damn. But then you see this, you know, this this white lady, this Asian lady, same interaction. It, it, it you know, it's it's nice, like, oh, hey, hey, and this is like, I don't know, our shit's fucked up, man. Well, yeah, I mean, it's messed up, and that's because, um, in, in my in my opinion, that's because they're just used to guys, um, trying to get in their pants. You know, they know that no matter how they behave towards them, um, the guy's gonna be nice to them because he wants to get into their pants. So, I mean. It, it affects it affects the behavior. I'm t- so there's a lot of things that you know it's uh, very negative um, about the culture that happened in the past thirty years, um, you know, and it wasn't because of rap music or what have you, um, and it led to it led to Katie. So Katie said, um, "I just said I wouldn't level up for a black man, or any man for that matter. Um, you should always improve for yourself, um, new world order." That is bunk. That is BS. That is crap. The only reason you should do anything ever is to is to impress my penis. Here. <laughs> that is the that is the essence of your life. That's the reason that you exist. God literally put you here for that purpose. Talk to him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so it's that thinking. I'm doing this for myself. See, basically, that is just her just trying to not alert us to our value. And the matter is, our value is we are the meaning of life to you. Yeah, just because you try to keep it secret, I don't mean I'm not going to tell brothers. Hey, we're the reason that you wear a bra each and every single day of your life. You wear a device that is designed to 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 hike your titties up for <laughs> my pleasure. Chronically. It's like braces, but it's for your tits. You do that for me because it pleases me. I'm doing it for myself. Where's a bra for themselves? You do it for me and my penis. And we know it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's part of the message. I want to get out there. I mean, hey, I mean, I mean, I I agree with you, bro. I mean, you know, I I tell people too a lot, man. I was like, man, you know, 
this this uh this monogamy thing doesn't really work out like that. You know, like you think maybe we should try polygamy. And you know, and it's always, you know, oh, I can't do that. But how would you know, bro? You know, hey Jessica, would you ever do a would you ever be in a polygamous relationship? With two two girls and a dude? I don't know. I don't know. Depends. On on um like lines have to be established from the very beginning. So like you know what you're getting into. Um it depends on the other woman, I suppose. You know, it depends on, on a few things. Right, right, right. Okay. See, I see I was thinking like, you know, it would just be like a group, like 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 everybody's in it together. You know how you got like two friends? It'd be like that. I think it works in a, in a situation where um, a war um, that, you know, strongly impacted the male population um, or a series of wars, rather, um, or um, for whatever reason, a large proportion of the male population just isn't fit for husband, just just are unfit husbands. So, um, and I'm not talking about, you know, he's unfit because, you know, he's, he's balding at a young age or something like that, or he's not the handsomest guy. I'm talking about unfit because he's a Nagaga and he refuses to do, um, the things necessary of manhood. I got you. So, I mean, like, if you find yourself in a culture full of that or, or a high concentration of that, then yeah, I mean, polygamy would be the solution to that problem. It's the best solution to that problem, at least. Um, but because Black America is already practicing polygamy for the most part, yeah, just just well, unofficially. But what happens? Well, what happens is, um, well, I mean, you know, the hookup culture is not really polygamy, but. Uh, what happens with actual polygamy is that uh, yes, you you do find yourself. So you you initiate that into a culture, right? You inject that into a culture um, that's now part of your culture, and as a result, the women have um, an option of of higher men, of better men, because you know why would a woman get with a homeless guy when she could just double up on a on a on a better guy? So that problem is solved. But then the next generation, they have more decent men and a larger pool of available husband material men. But the culture still allowed polygamy. So a lot of guys are going to get shafted and then that causes other problems. Oh, kiss me, Katie. Go ahead, oh. <laughs> I was going to say about her comment because she said she'd rather go um, lesbian than be in a polygamous relationship. But how about this, right? Would you rather share the guy that you want, right? Your ideal guy or be a lesbian? How could you rather be a lesbian? I'd rather share the ideal yeah, guy that, that I sense. want rather yeah, than that be, sense. Why would you be a, yeah, why would rather you be a than lesbian? Be the guy I don't want or be a lesbian. Because she, everything, I, okay, okay I, I, I read this chick's brain. So everything she does is to hide um, 
um, a man's value from himself. Basically, she can't live in a situation where it is looked upon as um, his one penis is worth two vaginas or more. In order to avoid that reality, she would be lesbian. Mm. She basically don't want men to understand their, particularly black men, to understand their value and worth. Some of us are worth two or more vaginas. Oh no, I'm sorry, kiss me, Kate. I couldn't do it. I couldn't convert to to the vag. I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I never understood lesbian relationships. It, it always just seemed like a bunch of ugly chicks who couldn't get a dude for the most part. 90, 99%. Like you rarely see like two bad lesbians, you know what I mean? Yeah, I I do, and sometimes I'm not going to lie. Um, even though I don't really get jealous um, from jawline the gaggers, I do get I I do get like I do feel a certain type of way with the um, with the studs. Um, and Wait, you, huh? So I feel a certain type of way when I see a stud with a chick that I would rather be within my own. Oh no! I that is that is a mutual feeling too. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I think a lot of guys feel this way. It's like I have everything she has, plus, plus, plus. I have a real penis. Yeah, but penis. but but you got to think though, bro. <laughs> she, is she super fine? She pro she probably is engaging in sexual activity with men. Because a lot of them studs, they just pushovers, you know? They just like lame dudes. You know what well, I mean? Just get with a lame dude. Yeah, but, you know, sometimes sometimes they reputation that bad that, you know, a lame dude don't want her, you know? And then the stud will get her. Well, I want her. I'm talking about the ones who, who are with the, with the chick that I want, at least for physical reasons. Yeah, but you got to really, you know what I mean? You got to go above. Like, these studs be doing the most. You know what I'm saying? Like, they be buying them, paying at car notes. And a lot of these studs got some pretty good jobs. Like, I, I told you that where I used to work at, uh, there was a, um, at the dev shop I was at, there was a stud who worked there. She had a, she was making some money. I'm just saying that anything a stud can do, a stamp or whatever, or, or a guy can do better. Yeah, I agree. No, I agree. But yeah, I know what you're saying, bro. But you gotta understand, bro. Like these, they, they like lame ass dudes. Like, like there's there's points that you that but you there go, are right? lame dudes in the world that they could that they could you know with a penis. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I guess no. Yeah, you're right. I mean, there's no shortage if you like lame dudes, then get with a lame dude. Yeah, because you you can't get to the bottom. Yeah, you're right. I was just saying. I I guess it's something about. Yeah, I don't know. They just like that cooch. I don't know. Like they, they like eating that cooch. I guess they strap on. You know, maybe. Who knows? Studs have no problem playing step daddy. They're not a step daddy. Yeah, see, that's what I was saying. <laughs> you said they not a step. Daddy. <laughs> I just seen some st some studs do some simp ass shit. That's why I'm like, like y'all are just really lame dudes. But I see what you're saying. I mean, they can't get lamer, but they can't get lame dudes. But hey, man, it's something about it, I guess. 
I guess they like fighting all the time. You know, like domestic violence amongst lesbians is super high. Well, it, it, it's it's wrong when a stud hits a regular woman. Because that's that's it's the testosterone is not balanced, so it's still wronger. Uh, but like when two regular um regular um fems get into a fight, yeah, I, I could I could see that. That's even. Oh, JT want to know describe Lane. Okay, so when I was in school, there was a like a like a, a lesbian couple, and it was raining, and the pretty chick told the stud, she was like, "Hey, puss ass nigga, hold my fucking umbrella Man. straight like that, straight like." Oh my bad, I'm cussing on your stream. I'm sorry, bro. All right. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, but yeah, yo, you you make yeah, you nagaga. And all that, and then he did it. I'm mean, assuming the stud. She she did it, and she had the umbrella up, and she was in the rain while she had the umbrella on him. And that's why I was saying, I was like, I don't. You're right. Uh, there is a dude out there who would take that same abuse. But I was like, dang, I, 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 it must be must it must be more you know prevalent amongst the studs is what I'm assuming. Yeah, it's um, I don't know. I do feel a certain type of way about that. A dude, a dude is if a dude is just more appealing than me, I don't care. I, I just know if that's the case. But when the studs come, I'm like, dang, dang. <laughs> I, I, I'm ready for a stud to step to me. I, 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 I'm so ready for that day. Like step to me like a man, like they want to fight. Oh, it's over with. <laughs> I ain't taking. I ain't holding no punches. I mean, this is gonna be the fight of my life. Do you know what? I think the studs tend to be the ones that get beaten up more in the yeah. relationship. Actually, you'd think it would be the other way around, but usually I've seen quite a few videos of the studs being being just like beaten up. It's weird. Yep, oh, thank they, you, they, Ice. They're the simps. They're the weak dude. They're the weak one in a relationship. Yeah, like Blaze said, studs are the biggest simps. I'm telling you, man. I didn't seen it, bro. I didn't seen these dudes. I mean, excuse me, these studs do some 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 real egregious acts. Cause I'm in, in the South, man. You see it all the time, you know. That's common in the South. Well, yeah, in in the black circles, yeah. I mean, you always you're always a skipping a stone away from a stud or a, a you know or or a fairy boy. You know, we keep it clean. We keep it clean. Yeah, no, I get you. I get you. Um, so so they so they so they be on some. I'll lay down my jacket so you could walk over a puddle. They be like that. No, nah, they'll lay their body down, bro. Oh wow. <laughs> they'll lay their body and they'll step on their neck to get across that puddle, man. It's, it's that bad. Cause my cousin was, you know, she was, you know, stood or whatever, and, and her girl used to do her dirty, boy. I used to be like, dang, man, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, dang, she doing you bad. I was like, yo, you gotta get out this relationship, man. Well, I can I can imagine it being a thirst factor because you know they're they're dealing with a very small subset of women. You know, um, I doubt a high percentage of women are actually. You know, I'm pretty sure there are more studs than there are women who prefer studs over guys. So, because my whole thing, I think is they can get away with more with a stud, is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Even the lamest dude still has some type of masculinity. As a last, you know what I mean, somewhere in his body, studs don't have that, so they they can push it to the whole new limit. You know, of, of like you think you see the simp dude, a stud will do. 
just some things you never thought was even possible to be simpish. Wait, Smooth says, yeah, here in ATL, Studs is simping hard. I know one that's dealing with child support issues. Yep. How the hell does that happen? What did, do they claim, like, like oh, parental oh, rights? Yeah, oh, no, they're having sex yeah, now. Don't, don't get that wrong. They are they are sneak dicking. They call it sneak dicking. But how do you get child support issues? As no, you sign like that's, that's it. You you on the hook. Oh damn! So even the even the studs are paying child support. Yeah, once mm-hmm. you adopt, once you're a legal guardian, or you um, because sometimes they get like a surrogate from a donor, but once they sign as the as a legal parent, you know, they're just they're just as liable. Damn, yeah, they're really trying to get the downside of the man experience, huh? Yeah, real talk. I, that happened to a stud. Uh, he, uh, she was with her her girl, and she had a kid, and she adopted him, and then she broke up with him, and put her on child support. But she didn't put the dude on child support. That's what's really crazy. So, like, you gotta—they really are like beta males, but they women. So since they women, they even worse than a beta male. So they—they'll take it to a, you know, what I'm saying it gets really bad. They'll put up with anything. Um, are you sure about that, Jerome? Because I, I never met one from, you know, I never, at least not that I know of, um, met one and grew up and she became that. Um, but I just assumed that they were like tomboys and stuff. Um, you know. No, this girl I uh, went to prom with, she's a stud now. And she was pretty girly in high school. And then now she went to college and she looked like Lil Wayne now. Lil Wayne. <laughs> Yeah, she got like the dreads and she wearing dude clothes and I'm like, wow, what happened? Do you know what? I think studs are more common in America than they are here. Um, because I don't I don't see many. I don't see many. I think I've only met two in my lifetime. Well, it's it's trending in America though. Like it's actually like, they, this is a thing. Here they tend to have like messed up childhoods. And then they want to become like um, <clears throat> almost like man repellent, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And so they they just make themselves as masculine as possible. That's what I've seen from like the ones that I know. That's that's kind of why they took that route. But I don't know because there seems to be a lot of them in America. Maybe it's like um, like a, a fashion. Well, not a fashion. Yeah, it's though, trending. Yeah, it's a yeah, trending topic. Like socially cool to be able to do that now. Well, I think I think that all non-binaries, I think that society is pushing towards just non-binaryism. Well, black yeah, women are. I know more a... lesbians. I know like black lesbians, but they're not really studs. You know, they're not like they don't have the fade and like they they, they don't dress like guys. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll just be like normal girls, but they're lesbians. So I, I've seen that, but I've only met two studs. But real talk though, too, in America. Black women are pretty cooked. Like it's pretty much a wrap for them. So lesbian lesbianism is kind of the only way at this point for most of them. There is another way, and that is reversing the stereotype. Um, sex submission is sandwiches. There, there is another way. I, I don't know why that option just seems so far fetched. Bro, they let them. Bro, they, they solution to all the problems, but yet they still don't want to. Oh, that's a big ass Christmas tree. They still don't want to just do that. The American Negress will be in a museum in like the next two hundred years. So you just gotta let it play its course, bro. It's gonna, they're just gonna go extinct, man. 
Well, the culture definitely like. Oh yeah, yeah, I mean, you're right. Because it's not it's not a functioning culture. It's not something that you can pass on to your own kids because you won't have any, um, or you won't have many um, with this thing that you're doing. But I mean, it doesn't have to be hard. Like, how hard is it to make a sandwich, and 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 get it to me? It's kind of hard because I don't really know how to put two pieces of bread together. Sometimes I get confused. Well, that the confusion is you're putting the bread together. <laughs> like you're supposed to put something between it, and that's what makes it a sandwich. You don't just. Oh. Put the bread <laughs> that's where I've been going wrong. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, but. Um, what, what do you? How do you call? What's a sandwich in UK? What do y'all call it? Sandwich. Oh, it's not like a. What's crumpets? Right. That's like is that? That's like croutons, right? No, crumpets and croutons are completely different. Um, crumpets like light, airy sort of reddish snacks, quite mm -hmm. fluffy, a bit spongy, um, but thicker, denser than bread, but still okay. airy. Um, croutons are like those small, hard, dried pieces of bread. Yeah, you can tell I ain't. <laughs> you can tell I don't know shit. So, hey, I want to ask you another question, Jessica. Okay, so I I knew, I knew this girl from the UK, and she used to say, like, they don't y'all don't brush your teeth like that. Like she was saying something about like she was like making up arguments on like why you shouldn't brush your teeth. And then you know y'all got that stereotype where y'all keep having the bad teeth. <laughs> She's making us look bad. I brush my teeth. <laughs> you brush your teeth, but you know y'all had that stereotype where y'all had like them cartoons where like the you know like. That curves the cowardly dog mouth where you got a hole in teeth and shit. You know what I mean? Do you know what? I don't see that. I don't see that for the most part. I honestly don't. I think with the older generation, you see it a bit more, like the bad teeth. But in, in my generation, no, the teeth don't stand out to me like as being, you know, um, like obviously bad. No. Oh, okay. I, I was just curious. Now you see that? And that's what I'm talking about. That's what I mean when I say culture. Like, um, apparently at one point there was something in the British culture that was, you know, not really, not really on some braces and toothpaste, you know, however, that changed and now they got they, they, they teeth together. Zero called it a bread witch. <laughs> a bread witch. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to go make a bread witch. Yeah, I just knew, I knew this couple, this girl from the UK, she was saying, I'm going to the loo. <laughs> to be funny, yeah, to the bathroom, toilet. It's yeah, gonna that's... pop to the loo. Um, we don't really eat. Is it bologna? Yeah, but no. bologna, bologna, them bologna sandwiches. Yeah, we it's don't eat bologna, bologna or, or corned beef. Yeah, um, sandwiches. No, we have ham though. You probably like have ham, chicken, bacon, cheese, yeah, yeah. cheese and pickle, like a BLT, like bacon, lettuce, tomato. Um, Plowman's is like a ch is just cheese, um, tuna, egg mayonnaise, just like normal stuff. Y'all about to go into super lockdown here soon, aren't y'all? We're in lockdown, but it's not like too too heavy. Like it's not as bad as it was before, but we're still on lockdown. If that makes sense. But y'all were protesting, right? That yeah, is but it's. They were protesting because I feel like I feel like the um the lockdown is happening for no reason, but 
um it's not as bad as it was before like so i'm still going out you know there were still a few shops open whereas before everything was shut like everything got closed off the only thing that was open were like my local corner shops and even they were closing by like six o'clock um so everything was limited but now it's not as bad as it was before but we're still on lockdown <laughs> if that makes sense yeah i know what you're saying yeah a, a game changer you know when you were talking about culture uh, I don't know if you peeped uh, one of Jessica's streams, but man, Black UK is just as fucked up as Black America. Yeah, um, I, I just from knowing Jessica, I got that impression. Um, mm. that, that, <laughs> Thank you. No, I mean that, that the problem exists there as well, you know. Um, and I don't know why, because I point I point to the problem here being the media, but when I look at Brit um, TV. Like they don't champion the 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 fat um, uh, chip, and they don't champion ill-behaved women on there. In fact, it's quite the opposite. They only use the most beautiful women that they have to represent blackness. So I don't know if they're getting it from us or or what, but something is definitely going on there too. Yeah, I think um, when you look at TV, at least for like probably my age and down we don't watch tv we don't watch tv so but we're we're mainly on social media which is universal mm, you know like yeah. primarily we share social media we're looking at the same things as america is when it comes to social media so we're, we're seeing all the same sort of stuff so the, the are y'all on shade room um no no one that i know uses shade room oh yeah i was about to say that would explain everything man what is shade room? the the most That's fucked gossip up blog, isn't it? so 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 i I'm, i don't own it like people i i follow like girls like black women you see like they'll share everything from shade room so shade room is pretty much like just imagine like the fattest loneliest black woman right who can't get a man all converging on one page what a what a sprinkle of you know your little, little ig models here and there and celebrities that that's what shade room is and they just be tearing down black men all day long just just all type of bullshit it, it, it's extremely toxic now I, so i thought that maybe black U, uk had access yeah. to it and that's we have we have black twitter black twitter is ruthless yeah like real shit. yeah the black Twitter over here is ruthless. <laughs> black Twitter is worse than black YouTube. <laughs> it Yo, actually black, is. It really is. Do, do y'all remember that show, uh, Catfish? Yeah. Yeah. When it first came on, black Twitter, every episode, black Twitter would go on like a manhunt and find out whoever was on that show that, that night and find their Twitter and everybody would just start roasting his ass. <laughs> but actually, for getting catfished? Yeah, they were like, "How your dumb ass send that bitch three thousand dollars without meeting her? You stupid bitch!" Like they were just going in. I mean, they were finding motherfuckers better than the FBI. These Do you know were- what? Shout out to Black Twitter. Um, something here happened recently. Like there was like a kidnapping, rape situation with a child, and Black Twitter found the guy within a couple of hours. They found mm-hmm. him. They started circulating his picture, um, put it out there, and. Boom, had his name, 
where he's from, address, everything within hours and managed to get him arrested. So they can, um, yeah, like it can be useful at some times, but yeah, they, they go in, they go hard. Like, like, like game change, you know about black Twitter, right? No, I mean, uh, Anand tried to turn me on to it, but um, I, I don't want to do it because... No, don't do it, bro. You, yeah. you know, bro. No, bro. No, <laughs> don't do it, bro. It, it, so, hey, you, you know about 4chan, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay, so 4chan is the white version. Oh, wait, wait, Netflix. wait. No, I thought you were talking about 4chan, like the programming language from the 70s, but... Oh, no, 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 no. I don't even, yeah, no, that's like... Man, that's before Cobalt. I don't, don't want to get in that. I don't want to get in that topic. What? No, they they they're about the same. They're about the same thing. It's just that there's more literature on Fortran than there's Cobalt, and Cobalt was for banking and stuff like that. Yeah, I know, yeah. They had a lot of Cobalt. I don't want to get in the programming. You know. Yeah, we'll be, talking, no, we'll be talking another language. Fortran. Fortran, no, like Fortran. It's like it's like um like it's like Black Twitter, but it'd be a bunch of like fat ass white dudes on there. Like they just do a bunch of like. Like there was this dude, you remember that dude in LA who that police officer who was shooting, he killed those cops and he ran away into the log cabin. Remember that? The log cabin. So it was that Chris, it's a it was a dude, he was killing a bunch of cops, and then he had he had fled to the log cabin in the in the woods and shit, and then they had surrounded it. You don't you don't remember that in California? Um, I don't remember Chris. the log cabin part of it, but I, I know the first half, but um Yeah, what, we what know about? they well, whatever. So, uh, 4chan had sent a bunch of Domino's pizzas to the cabin he was hiding out in. Like, while the police were there. They just little troll shit like that is what they do. And I was saying Black Twitter is like... Like, 4chan is the white version of Black Twitter. Is what I was, that's all I was saying. Yeah, Chris wow. Dorner. Chris Dorner, that's all I was talking about. Yeah. Um, no, I don't want to... Because, you know, Black YouTube is enough for me. And, you know, I find myself, you know, like, spending time that I would rather not spend, um, you know, explaining stuff like, hey, don't try to prove a negative. Like, I, so I can imagine, like, if there's a worse thing out there, how much time I would spend on that. So I would. Yeah, yeah don't do it, bro. Yeah. yeah. Black YouTube is toxic enough. You got you got enough toxicity for, for one social media app. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. This black YouTube. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not. You know, there's a hood to this to this black YouTube too. You know what, what I mean? mean? Like, like, like the ones like the stream we were talking about earlier. That's that's like the hood of black YouTube, in my opinion. Yeah, it's like the ghetto. Yeah, the ghetto. Like, yeah, where all the stupid shit go down. Like, like <laughs> where they be doxing up, doxing people and stuff like that. That's that's the the hood version of black YouTube. I, I I try to stay away from that as much as possible. Yeah, here's like the more productive sides. Right. And then you have like the the downright just ruthless hood. Anything goes. We do whatever we want <laughs> side. And then sometimes they seep over into over here and you know into the good side. You know, it's just, you just it's like it's like game changer. Let me ask you a question. Okay. This is an honest question, brother. Do you think we'll ever be able to get rid of the gaggers? Like it seems like there's like we're like we're fused to the hip to the gaggers. Um. Well, no culture has ever really gotten rid of it completely. Um. So no. I mean, do I think that um it'll become manageable at some point? Yeah. Um. And I think I think not only that, I think we'll live to see it. 
Word. I mean, but it it has become such a you know infused part of our cultural identity that you know we kind of we kind of see ourselves as that, or you know some people aspire to be that. Um, however, there's no reward for it, and a lot of the younger generations are are seeing that, like you know, which is why you know the the Easy E is being replaced by the you know Donald Glover or the Childish Gambino type. I mean, it's just not. It's not yeah. going to get anywhere. And you know, I was saying a lot of and, and a lot of American Negro nonsense. You 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 can't. You can't do that in, in too many places other than like America and the UK and Canada, probably. You know, so it's like, you know, if America kicked the gaggers out, what what are they gonna do? Well, yeah, I mean, I I do see like high concentrations of it in other places. Of um, of, of Nagagadum or yeah, Nagagadum. I think like the highest concentration of, of Nagagas I've seen was in the Philippines. I was like, okay, know. now, okay, now, when you say Nagagadum, are you saying like they're trying to be like Nagagas, like like in, in the Philippines? Because I, no, I kind of no, see what no, you're no, saying. No, not, not even like neo blacks. I'm talking about um, neo black. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm talking about more just like um, behaviors that I associate with Nagagas. You know, um, laziness, lack of. Um, responsibility or accountability oh that's in mexico too then that's in the gag of them yeah yeah uh, so so basically yeah yeah just uh people who can't function in a functioning society I, I i did see a high concentration i haven't been to mexico but i did see a high concentration of that in um in the philippines like an extremely high you know so and i and from that i do understand why the women have such a strong cultural attraction to um, foreigners, particularly white foreigners, because they just want to escape the Nagagas of it. You know, they, they want to escape their own Nagagas. Yeah. Yeah, Philippines was lit. What part of the Philippines were you in? I was in uh, uh, Subic Beat. Uh, Beat. Subic, yeah, I was there too, Subic Bay. Yes. Yeah, oh, that's what called Subic Bay. Um, mm -hmm. Let's see, Angel City and Manila. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to go to Manila. I heard Manila was dope. Nah, Manila's awful. It was one of the worst places I've ever been. And I, I feel that every place I step, a dog recently pooped in it, like within three hours, and it just dried up. So, yeah. It oh, was wow. awful. Yeah. Jesus. That's how I feel about I I, I went to Goa, India. You ever been to India? Jessica, you've been to India, have you? India? Yeah, India? No, she's no. not going to go to India on purpose. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was this when I was in the Navy. So I was, I was, you know, I was slave. I was, uh, you know, cargo. So I had to go. And uh, man, it was horrible, man. It was, uh, man, like, so, like you said, as soon as you step off the boat, man, I stepped on a dead cat, yo. I was like, wow, this is, like, this is Ew. true poverty. Yeah. yeah, yeah that poverty. Bad. Well, that's, that's what, that's what Manila was like. And it was, it was a bunch of begging kids. I don't, I, I can ignore regular beggars. But yeah, you, I, what I, what I did, man, I just hired one of them kids to like follow me and just like, hey, if any of those little kids, you know, bother me, man, tell me to get away from me or like punch them or something. That's what I did. It worked out. Rocky N said Manila is hot and dirty, just much much like my ex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's not a pleasant place. It's it's not a it's not a good place to visit. I I wouldn't recommend it. You know, hmm. but there you see Nagagadam like at its peak. 
because those begging kids, their father is in the gaga. Sending his kids to beg for him. See, that's some the gaga stuff. And that's not just a race thing. That's just if you're doing that, you in the gaga. Yeah. Hey, there's there's a show on Netflix. Have y'all seen it's called Three Percent? Have y'all seen that? Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, you have? Oh, wow. Damn. You're like the first person's ever seen it. Yeah. Do you think the world Jessica, have you seen it? No. You want to get a rundown game changer real quick? Like so um they created they created two separate societies. Um one you where you had to um was more utopian. You had to pass a test, however, to get into the society. Um, once you turn, I think it was 25 or 21, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, and only 3% of people passed it. So, you know, every year they would replenish their population with the top 3% of the other remaining population. Yeah, and the other ninety seven percent just lives in like poverty and, and just got a bunch of kids and it's like it's like damn you really could see this shit getting out of hand and getting to that point. Well, it's it's I mean poverty is three uh, percent is not going to, you know, um whenever you have okay, so you're gonna have poor people. Like there's there's always gonna be working poor. And people like that. They're the ones who do the jobs that, you know, um, people would rather not do. Um, that's always going to exist. And those people are not Nagagas. The, the Nagagas are the ones who live off of a system as opposed to working with it. Somebody has to mine the coal. You know, somebody has to mow the lawns or and, and you know, these aren't particularly degrading jobs, but they're they're the ones I can think of right now. You know, someone has to do the jobs that people would rather not do. Um, those aren't the gaggers. Those are honorable people, um, more often men. And the gaggers are the ones that don't do anything. Just, just blades of grass. But, but they still want the benefits of those who are doing the work that nobody wants to do. It's, it's weird. You know, I see it here because they could get away with that crap. And, but I've seen it in the Philippines, too. Hmm. I, I don't know. I, I I guess I felt like the Nagag. I guess you know. I guess like what you were talking about in my in my opinion is like a watered down version. But I was feeling like in America we have like that pure cocaine Nagagadu. You know what I mean? Like this is the motherland of Nagagadu. Well, I mean, we have a policy like most of the world. It's like if you don't work, you don't eat. Right. You know, and there's always going to be, you know, just like the bikers, just like the motorcycle gangs, um, they have that 1% patch. There's always going to be that 1%. Right. But it'll never get to 97% because, you know, then no lines will get mowed and, you know, then just that's just complete anarchy. But, you know, I will say that our concentration is too high because um, we have a culture that encourages it too much. And that's why I kind of went off on Bernard's channel. Um, so, mm. you know, but there's that. Do I see a positive turnaround? I mean, there's really no choice in the matter. So, you know. No, I'm, I'm good. I mean, I'm, I'm other places. So it's not genetic, fortunately. Right. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's not just black people. Okay, I see what you're saying. 
Okay. Jessica, do you tell your British friends about this 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 nonsense over here in black YouTube? Really? Uh, hold on. Say it again. You, you, no. You, oh, you don't? No. This is like <laughs> my, my dirty secret. <laughs> 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 and it's going to stay that way. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. It's like going into virtual reality and stuff, man. It's like, I don't tell anybody about this either. I, I can't, I, how can you explain this, you know? You can't really. I did, I did show one of my friends and she was like, what the hell? Like, what's, what's going on there? And so I was like, okay, do you know what? We're going to keep this under wraps from now on. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I, like, you, we sit up here arguing about Trump for like hours on these, on these live panels <laughs> and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, it's just a crazy Games, you know, it's a game. Games, you don't seen all the nonsense here, though. You've you've been here longer than me and Jessica, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I've been a content provider for, um, I guess like eighteen months. Mm. And yeah, I've seen a lot. Um, like it's unfortunate to see adults act like this. To be brutally honest, um, and these are grown. Like this ain't just like twenty. Like these dudes being like third forties, fifties. Some of these old. people are like twice my age. Yeah, <laughs> stalking, stalking you. Like that's crazy. It's weird. You got people oh, out here. Oh, away for a second. You're talking about. You're talking about people stalking you. Yeah, I was saying how pe she was saying. I was like, we got forty year olds and fifty year olds stalking Jessica. Like she was saying, they twice her age. Like. Is that is that just like a black YouTube thing, or because I'm pretty sure you said that stuff like that was happening before? No, I've like I've had one peeping tom, one peeping tom. Um, yeah, this this space is is different. It's different. It's a lot more intense. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Do but people really do that? Peeping Tom? Oh, my bad. My bad. Yeah, I, I had a pimp. I had a. I was about to say a pimping Tom, <laughs> a peeping Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I had a peeping Tom. Um, but yeah, I was going to say, like, I feel like this space actually exposes almost like true human nature. Because I was thinking, right, I sat down and thought to myself, I don't see this sort of behavior anywhere else. Like, I don't. But these are the same people that must be out there in society every day. And so I was thinking about how people walk through society with, like, a mask on. Yep. A mask up. Just like, hey, how are you? Their pleasant self. And then they go back to, like, some lair in their house. They get get on YouTube. Right. You know, it was, then, I would, I would keep, 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 keep going. Yeah, no, but like you said, and then like the real them comes out, you know, where they can be their true self. And when you get to see like how weird and depraved and just dysfunctional people are. Man, the funniest thing I ever remember, it was I was on a panel and I don't remember who the dude was. But on that panel, it was after somebody got shot and he was on there talking about some, uh, you know, revolutionary, we finna burn this bitch down and all that shit. And his phone was ringing. It was like, oh, yes, Best Buy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like they revolutionaries on his online shit is, you know, is, is F the white man and all that, but then they working there. So it's, it's a whole different, everybody's a, a, a warrior on the internet. Keyboard warrior. Yup. But yeah, it's it's just like on that, that Black Mirror. I know y'all seen Black Mirror, right? Yeah, that's one of my favorites. 
Yeah, that's dope. Yeah. So you know how they in that virtual world, man, like everything comes out. Right. Yeah. I need to be able to rate people. Like, you know that episode where you get to yeah. rate each other? I need to be able to rate <laughs> people oh, oh, on oh, YouTube. We, we getting to that. We getting to that. <laughs> we're giving out all one stars. <laughs> yeah, we getting to that soon. That's crazy. And JT Hellstrom is it's in real life, not like on YouTube. But I, you can't have a, a YouTube peeping Tom. Is it in real life? Yeah, JT. Like, how how would how would you peep? <laughs> yeah, in America, you get shot. I don't think that. I don't think you can do that. Cause I have you ever heard of that? I, I knew I, I saw it in movies. I didn't think that was a real thing. Like people I really think that's do old timey thing. Yeah, I, I think because uh, like they were doing that on Back to the Future. Right, yep. old timey thing. Um, but you know, I don't know if women started like closing their windows when they dress or what. But you know, yeah. Well, in America, you'll get shot on sight, or maybe free porn. Like maybe free porn is why you know it it, it cooled off. Yeah, or maybe they still do it a lot, and they just like don't yeah, we not porn. girls, so yeah, we wouldn't know, right? Like. Or maybe maybe the women are just too fat to peep. Like, yeah, that's a good one too. You know, I don't know, but but yeah, yeah. you don't you don't hear much about that. Like people, like the last time I heard about it was an episode of um, Married with Children. Where yeah, Peggy, yeah, like back in the yeah back in the day. Yeah, Peggy was upset that she wasn't getting like everybody else in the neighborhood got peeped and she didn't. Yeah. How uh, you way older than me, Game Jane? That's crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm early forties. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that 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 stuff's weird. That stuff's weird. Now I have curtains. I do have curtains, but he was peeking through like the cracks in the curtains and through my letterbox. That's where he was looking through. Yeah. So I mean, I I wouldn't even be able to get a good peep out of that. Like, you know. Yeah, I think that's why he moved to the letterbox because you get more of like a view straight into my living room. Yeah, mm, but okay. his eyes, they're looking through the letterbox. Like you could hear it, it squeaks and stuff. No, you can't hear it. It's silent. I only saw him at the letterbox because I came in like I was walking, okay, walking through like the door to my living room and I just saw a pair of eyes like in my letterbox. Like I just saw the eyes looking through, but other than that, you never look at your letterbox. You know, it's not a place that you just randomly say, "Oh, let me look." And because it's always dark, you can't always see someone if they're there. You know, unless you're directly looking at it. I just caught him by chance, but he was a boy. He was he, he was a boy. I felt sorry for him once I saw him face to face. Oh, it wasn't a grown man. It was. It a, wasn't it was a grown man. Boy. It was yeah, a boy. He was like he was like fourteen or fifteen. Like just oh, like a okay. horny little teenager, you know? Yeah, you could forgive something like yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah. That's why I left him at that point. I told him if he comes back, I'm gonna get my boyfriend to beat him up. <laughs> 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 and I told him that I have his picture because I, I took a picture because one day I went out like in the end and I confronted him, right? And um I got some pictures of him. But it was so crazy because in the moment, I didn't even know how to work my phone. I know that sounds weird, but I didn't know how to take a picture. So I ended up taking pictures of myself 
but then I finally got a couple of him, but he turned around, but I've still got pictures of him, like trying to cover his face up. And I told him I've got his picture. I'm going to hand it into the police if he comes. And then um, if he comes back, I told him, if you come back, I'm going to get my boyfriend to beat you up. I know your face now. And then after that, I never saw him. Dang, never came back. God in him. Degenerate, the funniest thing I've, I've heard in this sector, um, the thing that came oh. recently was, um, was Tommy Sotomayor going off on Platinum Elite. That, Yo, that was hilarious. He cooked players. Yeah. Oh, you know there's so you many know. priceless moments. Yeah, there's a lot, but that's the one that comes up because it's the most recent and fresh in my brain. Like that was uh, hilarious. I mean, before that, there was uh, there was Sheila E saying that her husband is a science engineer. You know, what? What's yeah. a science engineer? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? That's one. Yeah, there's somebody who know what they're talking about. They just making up. They said they got two different titles and mush them together. Like, just make it sound better. My husband was an engineer. What kind of engineer? A science engineer. <laughs> well, all right. Yo, when I was in school, yo, we had this one dude, bro. He used to lie about everything. Like, I mean, these are like easily provable lies. He used to lie. He said his dad, his granddad, was the first black uh, astronaut or something. Like, just lies. Mm. Oh, we had one that just reminded me of a story of a girl who tried to say that her dad works with Bruce Lee. And then um, someone was like, how old's your dad? And then she said her dad's age. But then it turned out that her dad was like way too young to have ever worked with Bruce Lee. Right. And she just got, it was like, why lie about that? She just got humiliated in front of everyone. She was like, but he did work with Bruce Lee. He did. And it was obvious she was lying. Just, just double down the lie. Yeah, doubling down. She stood her ground. She's like, I'm standing in it. Wait a minute. How come she didn't say prove he didn't work for Bruce? Lee? You know, <laughs> well, they, they did because he was too he was too young. Yeah, they did. Yeah, so that's one of those cases where you can't prove a negative. But this dude was so. But then bad. they also say, you know, how do you know he really is dead? You know. No, I know. Yeah, yo, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that, that, and that's why proving negatives are difficult. Yeah, you're right, but 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 and this one and dude zero. Man, We're not speaking slow up here. Maybe it's like Streamyards in the playback. We yeah, we all sound pretty, fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's right on key with us. Yo, this one dude he used to lie so much that like people used to buy into the lie because they felt bad for him. You know, you have you heard oh, that? Gosh. <laughs> you don't want to make them feel bad, <laughs> so you just yeah, go along man. with it. Like, yeah, cool story, cool story. <laughs> Yeah, he said he lived in a three-story house, and everybody was like, "No, nah, bro, he only have grass, and he lives in like a habitat house." And I'm like, "Yo, why y'all letting the lie go?" And they just were like, "I don't know, man." Yeah, it's just polite. Like you know, he he obviously is not really proud of where he lives, so you know, sometimes you just let it, you just let it go. Yeah, yeah. You see a lot of that though on YouTube. Pointless lies. Right. I, I catch because like I listen, right. So I catch people in lies sometimes, like pointless lies. I don't always call it out, but I just like I acknowledge it in my mind. And I'm just like, what is the point of you lying about that? Like they lie for no reason. Yeah, man, that's why I tell everybody, man. I say I make I make one dollar a year. I'm three <laughs> hundred pounds. Now you're lying. Now you're lying, too. See? No, but <laughs> no, but you know this YouTube shit, man. Everybody lying anyway. You might as well make some funny lies up, you know, like 
Because these motherfuckers be telling you they got motherfuckers telling they got Ferraris and you know, seven bad, you know what I'm saying? Like they just got it. Everyone's like, that. like everyone's a six figure earner. Everyone oh, every, has yeah. a woman that's 10 out of 10. All nope. of the women here have had 20 marriage proposals. Um, just like pointless lies. <laughs> exactly. Where everybody out here, right? Yep. Everybody got a, uh, like you said, a six figure job. Everybody got a three careers. Everybody a real estate investor. Everybody can tell you what to do with your money. It's just, it's just ridiculous. Nah, I mean, whatchamacallit, LaShawn is the brokest nigga or Nagaga on YouTube. <laughs> Who's LaShawn? <laughs> LaShawn Jeffries? You ever heard of LaShawn? LaShawn Jeffries? No, who's that? He came on to tell us that he is the brokest Nagaga on YouTube. <laughs> LaShawn! Yeah. I'm gonna play, I'll, I'll play a clip of him uh, for all yeah, of I don't you. know who that is. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you, you put me on. Yeah, yeah, you got you got to hear him. Him and Jessica, he 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 just got on. He started talking about biscuits and lime, and and he gonna send her back to England fat and something about you know um, um, a steel driving man and and Superman. Jessica don't want to get with Clark Kent, but she want to get with Superman. He just don't forget my fake armpits. Oh yeah, and she had armpit injections like. And hey, remember they said that hand. Remember you showed that picture of your hand. They said it was a fake hand. <laughs> yeah, man hand, three hundred pound hand, <laughs> dark skin hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This shit is. Bro, I cannot stand this. You sometimes this shit just gets so crazy. Like, like, like these dudes really will dedicate that much time to somebody they don't know. That is wild to me. That's, that's, that's broken the gag and stuff, though. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like. Give me a never... second. I'll I'll be right back. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, but, bro. Uh, like, go for go it. Go ahead, bro. No, go ahead, bro. Go ahead, bro. No, it's uh, it, there's a lot of funny stories uh in this sector. I will say that, like that Lashawn story, that one was hilarious. You know that woke progressive saga was pretty hell. That was funny too. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, he called in the Tommy show uh, not too long ago and got cooked on there, too. Yeah, so stuff like that. Uh, the stove situation, how people reacted to that. like, just Yeah, and that, and that situation, though, man, that's just like a lot of that. A lot of that was personal, though, I, from, from my perspective. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things like, you know, OK, I got to find something like oh, yeah. stove in 2014. So, you know. Let's talk about like, like, like in, in high school, we had this one dude, man. This dude was like, he was low, he was rich, and uh, he was rich, and uh, you know, it was just like we really couldn't find nothing to really joke on him about, so we just started, hey, are you dark skinned? It, it was stupid, man. Just looking back, it was so you know, it was so stupid, but you know, you in high school, you know, but uh, yeah, man, that's how it be, man, especially with black, you oh, this black YouTube is like high school, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot like it. It, it is kind of discouraging, but you know, sometimes it's funny. But you know, it's kind of discouraging to see adults act like this. So, and yeah, that's why I'm glad that I have my channel so I can just like point things out. Like, look, don't get, don't let people try to trick you into proving a negative. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure I I take note of that because you know how you know how like you know something's right, but you had you can't like 
put a word to it or phrase to it, and that's what it is. You definitely can't. You can't prove a negative. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. like that's giving the example, like you know, prove you don't have cooties. It's like, like people could just say, "Uh, uh-uh, but you know, all day. You you remember when uh, the other day we was on the stream and I told you about that fat girl at my at the at that call center job I had. Yeah, and um, she was uh like like sexually harassing me like all day long, and then it got to the point they were calling me gay, and I was like, "Yo, like, and like you said, how can I prove that I'm not gay?" Exactly. Well, you can sleep with the fat girl. No, if anything, that will prove I'm gay. But I mean, that's, that's <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> that's the corner she she's trying to paint you into. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You you can't prove a negative. You ain't doing yeah. I mean, so, other thing like prove you not broke or prove you you know you because we're always saying if you if you could you could put your bank account on the share screen and you could have two hundred k in there and it'll still be like oh, well why wait that's it you know what I'm yeah. saying like you borrowed that yeah yeah that's credit or Photoshop or so it don't matter well um Dwayne Johnson aka the Rock. I uh, grew up in a city um, that's maybe like um, 45 miles away. Um, and you, I, Wait, you said he lives 45 miles away from you? No, no, from where I grew up. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Grew up in Hayward. And um, I whooped his ass once. Prove I didn't. Yeah, you you got me. I, I yeah, so it must I mean, mean I did, right? Right. You can't prove I didn't. So I mean, it's it's that type. Come on now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just it's just it's an uphill battle. You, you, first off, I mean, if you're talking to Nagagas, I mean, you already lost because just just by entering the arena with a Nagaga is 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 already a, a losing game. Like like that movie uh was it War Games? The only way to win is not play. Oh, and it's playing itself, tic tac toe. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's just it's like it's like, it's like Nagagas, you know. I, I I I'm trying to create this theme. You know, Nagagas are like you know when you're playing a video game, you know, like little NPCs. Uh, I haven't you know, played in a while. What's an NPC? You know, like when you're playing Grand Theft Auto, that little character you walk, you bump into. Oh, you mean like just an avatar? Yeah, and he just says some stupid shit. That's what a Nagaga is. And that's what a lot of these Nagagas are. They just they all have the same programmed, you know, you know, speak, you know, speech script. Oh, 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 oh you know, oh, 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 if you Nagaga, if you, you know what I'm saying? Like, where you going? Like, oh, oh you a sellout. You know, it's all the same thing. You gay. Yeah. I mean, the world is reacting to it different though. Like it's becoming a lot less tolerant of it. Like, you know. Yeah, you're right. Because there's so much BS, you know, like between that, the G Hayes and, you know, just all these different groups, you know, the feminists and, you know, like people are just getting sick of the conglomerate of it. The coalition yeah. that they've created. Because it is annoying. I'm so, a- somebody said, uh, Game Changer, hey, bro, um, what are your thoughts about um, thick black nerdy chicks um and do you believe them to be the most submissive in america um no 
because when a woman is submissive, like whatever she has going on outside of that is not really, really relevant. I mean, you know, like submissive women even come, like even hood chicks are submissive. Like that's just like, these are just extra aspects of a personality. Now, um, Emma, would I be interested in a black nerdy um, a thick chick? Um, depending on the type of thick, um, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, Ray, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I kind of want to chime in on that, bro. I mean, why, why black nerdy chick? I mean, there's Asian nerdy chicks, white nerdy chicks. You know, like you'll probably have a better chance. Look, if you're looking for a nerdy chick, a thick nerdy chick, you probably might as well just look for a white one or you know or Asian one. I mean yeah. just to just to help your your numbers out, you know what I mean? Like shoot, you know. Cause if you're trying to find a black nerdy chick that's in I know you're talking about like in the Marvel and all that. She's probably gonna be super fat. Uh she's probably gonna be a swirler. You know, I'm just I'm just keeping it real from my you know from, from what I've seen from my perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so you better off just getting you a white one, dog. <laughs> like for real, higher probability. Ray, I'm not particularly attracted to nerds. Um, I'm not repulsed by them um, either. I'm 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 pretty much indifferent. But um, it it would be a easier seduction for me. You know, like it would be easier for me to seduce her. Um, if she's a nerd, because we have that in common and, you know, social circle, like Jessica and I were talking about earlier. But um, do I see that she's in the Dragon Ball Z and, you know, get hard from it? No, I mean, I'm, in, I'm indifferent. Yeah, I know what you mean, because at the end of the day, is she is she is she fine or not? You know, that you're right. Like, is she, is it... yeah, if she and she gave me a sandwich like, you know, I'm not, I, I mean, if you can teach her, you can you can show a pretty girl anime, you know what I mean, and get her into it. Like you don't have to just look for a chick that's in the anime, you know. Yeah, I mean, but even if even if it never takes, I don't, you know, as long as she's not interfering with, with my anime, I don't know. I'm not tripping. And hey, what's some anime you've been watching, man? Well, I only watched Dragon Ball Z. That's the only anime I really got into. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh, I thought you was an anime uh, Well, I, I watched I watched that uh Castlevania, but that don't count as anime, does it? Um, it 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 does it does. Okay. So I watched it stuff does. like that. I watched the uh, Castlevania. I really like that because, in a way, um, what was it? What you call this anime? Too, a lot of people don't realize. Um, damn, it's, it's an American one. It's pretty much anime. I know what you're saying, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's anime. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, man. I just because I know when you go to man. I was trying to go to that Comic Con in San Diego, but COVID hit. And man, you know it'd be some, it'd be some, it'd be some, it'd be some holes out there, man. Mm-hmm. Like, like for real. I'm talking about them comic book chicks. They be some, they be some nasty freaks. Yeah, that's what I understand. Um, I want one that's dressed like an Orion slave girl from Star Trek. Yeah, bro. They 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 get on that type of time, bro. Like for real, bro. Like. Like they they got I think comic book chicks are probably like the kinkiest chicks, but that's that's why I was telling old dude man you ain't gonna see no you ain't gonna, you gonna see very few black women there and if they do I promise you they probably with a white dude. 
Well, yeah, I mean, that's because they, you know, circles. I mean, it's not really right. many black dudes for them to choose from in, in those circles. And Right, yeah. not at all. I was, I'm always, like, the only black dude there, pretty much. Yeah. And I, I've learned to embrace that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, you know, because uh, I'm not about to, yeah. Well, the first anime I seen, KD, was uh, Ninja Scroll. I know everybody's seen that. Um, Ninja Scroll. Yeah. That's an OG one, ain't it? Yeah, well, it's the first I've seen, yeah. But um, but yeah, Ninja Scroll is a movie, uh, not a not a TV series. And yeah, it's uh it's it's interesting. Like I didn't know they made cartoons like that. I was I was just like shocked, like, oh wow, that's uh that's raw. I mean, you gotta watch uh Kuriko's basketball. That's like NBA and Dragon Ball Z put together. Okay. Yo, yo, yeah. If anybody want to check, if it probably somebody in the chat probably seen it. You know how like dramatic Dragon Ball Z was when they were fighting and all that. Mm-hmm. That same thing, but with basketball. It's the exact same. It's pretty tight. Dragon Ball Z was 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 my shit. I remember I used to make sure I got um I got in time because uh, um I didn't live at home, but I didn't have cable, and my partners had um satellite so so you know, was- my, my biggest problem with dragon Ball Z, I understand they were the ogs and everything but they did have like a lot of like sins like like for one bro like what was up like a lot of those fights were like stretched out yeah you know like that like a lot of them fights they were like 30 episodes but in in their time it was like 20 minutes yeah i like that though you like that yeah I just, I, I, I that just felt like fight? That, that, was, that was my shit. Yeah, bro, bro, that felt like the longest saga ever. Like, I thought they would never, and they, they well, Trunks killed Frieza. Uh, but, you know, hey, hey, hey Goku was in the gaga. Have we had, do we had a discussion? Nah, because Goku is disciplined. No, nah, man, he, he, he abandoned Chi Chi. They go no, fight random the guy. He, he, no, he, about it. he he raised go he raised Goku and um and Goten, but no. you gotta think Goku has discipline. He did not raise Gohan. What do you mean? Piccolo raised Gohan. No, he tra- he died. What are you talking about? That's not abandoning. He died. But he could have came back. Remember that one time they wanted to wish him back, and he said no. No, no, he did what he had to do to protect him. Come on. See, oh. now you now you now you now you being. Don't you do enabling that. you enabling Goku. All y'all enable Goku. He is a Nagaga. He is no, a bad father. No, no, no. Listen, Nagagas don't have discipline and they can't fight. Like, but they pretend. So listen. like Yajirobe is is closer. To a Nagaga? Yeah, Yajirobe is 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 more akin to a Nagaga. But but really, what's that? What's um okay, so what's that shape-shifting thing that followed Yamcha around? So um, there's that, and then there's the pig. The pig. Oh, uh, yeah, the pig would be talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, but, but the Saiyans are really space nagagas, right? Like, think about it. They go around, you know, fighting random, you know what I mean, fighting random dudes. That's some nagaga stuff. No, they have this. You need discipline and power. Like, like they, they, have, they have discipline and power. 
listen, the Gaggers do have talent, right? Like, you know, some, some a lot, you know what I'm saying? Like, the Gaggers aren't just talentless, you know. Well, I know what you're saying. Yeah, so black people have talent, but you know, um Goku really is Goku really disciplined or is Goku just extremely blessed and has plot armor? Like, um, like he trained. He's like, not like, like Vegeta trained. Goku really was well, just eating food trained. and they both trained. So so Goku trained to prepare for Vegeta's initial um arrival. Right, but Goku always has this like hidden retard strength that comes out of nowhere, and Vegeta never got that type of type of type of shine. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Good point. Yeah. And it's like Goku, and I'm telling you, man, Goku is a bad dad. He is. He is not a good. He is. He is a Nagaga. He abandoned all. You said he died. He, how many times he gonna die? Enough to protect his uh, son. Well, that one time he died, it, it was it was for nothing. When they killed Cell, remember? When Cell blew himself up, he, that was that was for no reason. No, but he didn't know that. He thought that he was sacrificing himself to get rid of Cell, who was gonna destroy. Um, Goku. I see. The order world. Yeah, you're right. You I know, know what you said. Like, like, you know, he went away for a reason, just like every man has to. Like, if you're a truck driver or if you're in the military and you have some kids, you got to go away for a bit and let the wife take care of them. Now, Chi-Chi is probably not the best choice because she's on some, you know. Yeah, yeah, she is on some. She, she do have an American Negress. Well, she's on some strong woman stuff. Yeah, American Negress mentality, yeah. Now let's see. A Wakanda or Wakandian mindset. Exactly. Exactly. Her father's the ox king, and she just like, you know. Yeah, you can't tell me nothing. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Mr. Satan. Um, which is Hercule, right? Yeah, Hercule. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, his daughter, yeah, Videl came out nice. Go home and smash them cheeks. Hey, so did you something? You gotta hand it to Krillin. He just put he just got himself a, a robot and like the finest. He 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 won. He won exactly. And he got, he a, won. He got a baby from it. And she got that that pretty girl forehead, you know what I'm talking about? And she don't age, you and know. And she don't age. Krillin won for real. I, I actually I saw this DBZ theory that said Krillin is actually the strongest human on planet Earth. It's just the fact that he's with Saiyans. Yeah, they make him look weak. You know, I there was a point where Yamcha could have took him, and I think Ten is um human, just with an extra mm -hmm. eye. Right, because yeah, you're right. But but see, Krillin got that destructo disc. See, nobody else has that. That's like probably the most powerful move in the whole. Remember how it it cut nap? You remember what I'm saying? I remember nap did the little scanner thing. So, so Krillin, Krillin really is dope. He just around oh, yeah, all the yeah. time. Yeah, no, he's one of my favorites though, because he 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 always uh he always hung. Like he always, you know, he was just yeah. always there. He always just like um kept it going. Right. You know, even yeah. though he wasn't the strongest, he he always stood his ground with the sayings. Yeah, he did. He always put in work. Yeah, exactly. Now it requires discipline to be Krillin and even um Yoshi. Uh Master Roshi? Yeah, Master Roshi, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're right, yeah. You know, they had discipline. 
But see, Frieza, you know, I think Frieza was like the beginning of them indoctrinating us to like this androgynous society. Oh, Frieza was just something strange, you know. I mean, that's my dude. I like him because, you know, he's just like, he's just callous. Like, I'm going to do this because I want to do it, like, type thing. And, yeah. I don't know. It's something about Frieza that, and that's why they keep bringing him back, and they don't bring back like Cell or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. he he is imprinted in the in the in the series. Yeah, exactly, and it's because of that long fight that they had. That 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 extru excruciatingly long fight. I mean, yeah. that dude. I think it was like almost a year. It felt like it. I know it was a school year. Huh. Was like what nine months? It felt like. Yeah. Rising of the Shield. He's like, if I'm gonna go down, I'm taking the whole planet with me. And that and that's such a Nagaga mindset. Nah, this was a shot to the same thing. You you would have if you so if you was losing, you you destroy everything around you? Yeah. And you started it? Yeah. And you you were the aggressor. Yeah. You lost. Yes, I would. Like if I could breathe in space and he can't, then yeah, I'm I will destroy the planet and 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 I live and you die. Ha 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 ha. Like, yeah, I would. Okay. And it, no. and it all comes down to one simple principle, and that is I don't want to die. So, you know, yeah, I do a lot of I do a lot of stuff to survive. Yeah, we were having this discussion uh, on another stream, and you know, we were saying that like the Namics were like thinking black men, like all they want to do is be left alone, and then the Nagaga Sands just came, and they, the Nagaga Sands, and they, you know, transsexual leader, uh, mm-hmm. Frieza came to just ruin everything. That's kind of it's kind of crazy how you can like apply real life to this anime stuff. Yeah, yeah, it is a trip. I don't like how they um. How they, how they, um, dang, what was it? How they try to sell you toys. Like yeah. you could, all the uh, transformations and stuff like that, you know, that's just them trying to sell toys. And, you know, so like Android, what was it, 15 or something like that? His head popped off and, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, those toys, man. And they never look like, like you could never do. Uh, what they were doing in the commercial because they had all these props and stuff like that with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was false advertising. I used to be I used to be pissed when I get them toys. I was past the toy when it came out for me. I was past the toy age. Um, my toy age was He Man and um, Transformers and GI Joe. So I didn't I didn't get yeah, the drive. Yeah, yeah, I'm older. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like I'm like seven, so pretty young. Yeah, but um, yeah, that was that that was um, Dragon Ball Z just set like a new bar, you know. It makes you want to get on your anime. You got to get your anime, man. I really do. It may, well, I don't watch watch TV. Like I have it on, um, I have it on while I'm doing other stuff. So what winds up happening in the case of foreign stuff is I, you know, because I don't want to sit like I can never just watch TV and do nothing else. 
It's very unproductive. So, you know, if there's subtitles, I have to actually sit and look at it. I'm like, oh, you know, that's uh, so that's probably why I haven't really gotten in the anime like that. I'm telling you, man, to the chat too. If if you got a girl and you want her and you you want to introduce her to anime, get her to watch Sword Art Online. Have you heard of that game changer? Mm. Bro, that is a fire anime. It's like it's about like everybody. So you put this helmet on and you go into a virtual reality world, right? But like the dude who made it, he's like mad evil. So if you take it off, so if you die in the game, you die in real life. And uh, so if you take the if you take it off, you die in real life, too. So, like, they're stuck in the game. And the only way to and they got to, like, go through the whole game. It's, it's, it's like crazy. It's like a super dope story. It's like romance and stuff in there. Okay. See Ray, I think Ray know he heard about it. Yeah, it's dope. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Shit. Uh, Psychopaths is good. You, it's, it's a bunch of them, bro. I don't want to. I don't want to overwhelm you. Well, no, I have to get more into anime. I, I, um, I, I was really into Marvel growing up and Star Wars. Like I read, I read almost all the Star Wars book. Yeah, man. Uh, I was, I was Mace Windu for, um, for, for Halloween. You know, I'm bald and stuff. So. Oh damn, you are bald. <laughs> yeah, I'm bald. You see that? You see that? You see that shine? <laughs> yeah. See, calling me old. I got the follicles. Still got the follicles. Well, well, you know, man, I, I I have hair, right? I just I just started going bald because man, I just got tired of going to the barber shop, man. Just 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 all them ignorant conversations, you know. Oh, for real? I did the barbershop conversations. I haven't been since COVID, but um, I went I went to the one in Dominican, but you know. Now nah, this these were like I, it, it was it was similar to black YouTube conversations, but um, you know, it was it was it was really far from my my crib though too, so. I, I did like them, but I just I don't know. I have to drive all the way over there and just to get a haircut, and I just started cutting my own hair. And I, and I like being bald; it's cool. Yeah. Save me a lot of money, time. Yeah, that now that is a true. You do save money uh, cutting your own hair. I know my partner started doing that. You save money. Yeah, and I think shit. And I got tired of doing all that brushing my hair and trying to get waves and all that. Brushing my hair for three hours, like man, this is this is this is just like a girl. Oh no. I <laughs> I used to do that, um, but yeah, you grow out of that. Like when you start getting bills and stuff like that, you like, man, f all that, you know. Yeah, then I started programming too, man. So you know, I'm starting to stress and stuff. So I'm like, man, I, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like once you, yeah, and yeah, you have like a difficult major or you have something like that going on, you don't got time to, you know, to do the pretty boy thing. Yeah, no, I'm getting. Yeah, I ain't got time for that at all. And then, or and then too, I didn't work with any black well, I, people. What you say? I said the key word is is boy. You grow out of it, like you know. Anybody in their thirties, forties, still talking about pretty boy or D boy or something with the word boy in it? It's like grow up, man. Yeah, bro. And yeah, man. And, and that whole you know, I work, I work. I didn't work with any black people either. So like that whole bro, you know, that whole wave thing is not like a. You know what I mean? It wasn't a thing. I was like, oh yeah, I ain't, I ain't got to do nothing here. Well, they don't look for it, but they're impressed when they see it. Like, um, you know, they because they didn't a lot of a lot of non-blacks don't really aren't aware that it occurs in nature. Oh, that it, that is like a cult. They don't realize it's not real. No, they just they're just surprised that you know, like this can happen to a human's hair. 
Like, oh, I see what you're saying. Like, they didn't know that, you know, um, that this is the way black people's hair grow if you do certain things. Gotcha. You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, they probably weren't under the impression that was a chemical uh, change. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the bald look. I just I th- I think I look older too. People think I'm like forty. Mm. What is it? Yeah, I'm a, um I'm gonna shut down though because I meant to make this like a thirty minute video. That's a thing. This YouTube thing takes up some time, but I just want to make this a thirty minute video so I could uh, talk about um. Just don't go for. Just don't let people no. try to um, get you to prove a negative. Yeah, that's stress facts. And a lot of yeah. people that they get defensive, like, nah, I'm not whatever you were accusing me of, and then they try to prove it, but you'll never actually prove it, and your failure to do so will solidify the opposite, and you don't want that because the opposite is is ridiculous if they're using that tactic. So, yeah. Right. Fuck them. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's what I'll say. I'll be. I'll even say that. I just ignore them, like you know, because they're either is. I saw their deliberate manipulation thing, or they just don't know what they're doing in that regard. Which means it'll be a very difficult time explaining it to them. So, I'm just like, right, okay. I let. So. Yeah, and they don't want to understand it either. But shit, all right, man. I know you about to head out, man. All right, man. Y'all take it easy, yeah, man. I, I, all right, so um, once again, uh, thank you. Thanks to Cash App and Super Chat. Um, thank the managers and moderators. Thank those who are listening in the background and those who participate in the chat. Thank the panelists, and make sure you hit the like button on your way out. This is Game Changer 0100. Game over. Peace.